Hertfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. Scotland Yard say the woman, who has not been named, has been bailed until early February pending further inquiries. Police searched two addresses in Bedfordshire, including one in Kempston. Council leaders want to scrap the ban on parents taking their children on holiday during term time. The number of school days lost to term time holidays has dropped to a record low after fines were introduced last year. This week, a Bedfordshire head teacher cancelled her term time holiday after criticism from parents at Elstow School. Councillor David Simmons from the local government association says it should be down to head teachers to take a common sense approach. Our residents are telling us they'd like to see a situation where head teachers had a bit more discretion. So when you've got mums and dads who are maybe being called up to serve in the armed forces, who are being called into work because of national emergencies like Ebola screening, that they've got the flexibility to say if family holiday plans need to change in that kind of exceptional situation, they can do that without risking being slammed with a big fine. The government says it will challenge a decision by the European Union to demand the UK pays an extra £1.7 billion towards the EU's budget. Contributions over the past four years are being adjusted to take into account economic growth. A pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local centre for older people. Joy Ashburn was barred from Douglas Tilby House after receiving a letter from Age UK Hertfordshire. More from you and Duncan. Joy campaigned for improvements at the centre in Welling Garden City after it stopped providing fresh lunches on site and opted for Meals on Wheels instead. She says she was accused of intimidating staff but she feels she's been victimised for speaking up. The chief executive of Age UK Hertfordshire, which runs the site, confirmed it's asked Joy Ashburn not to attend the centre. In sport in last night's Europa League matches, Tottenham beat the Greek side Asteras Tripolis 5-1 Everton drew 0-0 away to Lille. The weather, some rain this morning which will be heavy at times but clearing this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio from nine, the JVS show with the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems from twelve. Nick Coffer and I'm out of the studio in Barton Leclay as our big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks continues from three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories from seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio today on BBC. Three Counties Radio. Yes, get in there! Yeah, 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 woo, 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 And that was the fun part of the show this morning. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. These chances are here. Kelly Betts. Hello. Turning on the television. <laughs> Catherine Boyle. Hello. Eyes glued to the television. It Guys. Was it was countdown. <laughs> was Susie Dent on there? Do you know, we just saw the words. Okay, I don't know. Uh, just saw the letters. Okay, okay, right. Susie Dent is now, of course, uh, my friend. No, she's not. She is my friend. Oh, is my mic line. Is she a friend of the show? She's no, not of the show. Friend of me. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you want to see me on television with Susie Dent, no, November. Can the... we make her friend of the show? November the fifth. No, can we can make we her friend of the show? Way? November the fifth. No. no, right. Okay, I'm gonna. You go. And if you want to see me on television with Susie Dent, it's November no. the 5th. Remember, remember. The 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason and plot. Okay. What's the rest of the rhyme? Can we make her a friend of the show? OK. Lots coming up on the show this morning. Benefits review after Stevenage's man's death. Pensioner banned for bad behaviour. 
And with the news that Enid Blyton's faraway tree is being turned into a film, Justin Dealey asks the question on everyone's lips. What's wrong with Fanny? Well, it was nice winning awards when we did. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Say that on air, Kelly. Uh, the podcast is awesome this week. Proper jokes. Perfect, that'll do for me. What, what time can kids get it? Um, well, if we get nothing from today, they can get it for about 10. Beautiful. There's no more fun. There's no more fanny. You can never know what it's like. Your blood like winter freezes just like ice. And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you. You wind up like the wreck you hide behind that mask you use. And did you think this fool could never win? Well, look at me, I'm coming back again. I got a taste of love in a simple way. And if you need to know while I'm still standing, you just fade away. Don't you know? genetically programmed to hate that song yet I love that song yep I love that song I like that one and I like the other one another person who don't get I tell you what can we have Kelly can we have I like the other one um did he do a song I want to kiss the bride yeah I was just thinking of that one can we have I want to kiss the bride by Elton John please 
We'll have that. Elton John morning, isn't it? Yeah. Elton John morning. Sir Elton, we salute thee and all of the good work you've done. Not the rubbish work you've done, like Made in England. The good work you've done. Reg Triday. No? No, hang on. We'll uh, on we can do this. El- Elton uh, a Wimbleway. No? <laughs> oh, you were trying to do a pun on Friday. Dwight. Dry, 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 Dwight. Dry day. Dwight Day. Um, um, uh, Friday morning's all right for fighting. <laughs> and that's the official BBC line this morning. Anyway, on to more serious things. A story that we've talked about, uh, well, a few times over the past few months. Very sad story. The family of a Stevenage man who died after his benefits were cut are welcoming plans to review the system. You probably remember this. 59-year-old diabetic David Clapson died through lack of insulin in July. He couldn't afford to run his fridge to keep his medication cool, and he hadn't been eating properly. And uh, the, the sad part is his, ben- well, part of the sad part, his benefits have been cut 18 days previously. MPs will discuss the rights and wrongs of the system in a Home Affairs Select Committee next year. MP uh, uh, Debbie Abrahams believes David Clapson's story brought it to their attention. Uh, Catherine Boyle has got more on this. Tell us, remind us about David Clapson. Well, remember, we spoke to David's sister, Jill, earlier yeah. this year, and in fact we'll be speaking to her in an hour's time, because she decided it was time to bring the circumstances of David's death to the public arena. She was outraged that her brother, who was a proud man, and an ex-soldier had been brought solo by a system that should have been helping him. She told us that David had always been hard-working. He'd spent five years serving in the army, two of them in Belfast. He'd then worked for BT for 16 years and another, a number of other companies before he quit work to care full-time for his mother, who had dementia. And it was when she died three years ago that things started to go wrong for David. He began to look for a new job and he was registered on the government's work programme. He did unpaid work experience at B&Q and for a Gosh. discount store, but no full-time job. Now, David was just 59 when he died in uh, July. He was found in his flat in Stevenage. His cupboard, there was a tin of sardines, a can of soup and six tea bags. That was it. His electricity card had no credit, so the fridge wasn't working and it later transpired. There was only £3.44 in his bank account. I think his mobile phone had five pence credit on it. Now, although the cause of death was lack of insulin, Jill places the blame squarely on the fact that 18 days previously her brother's allowance of £71.70 a week was stopped for a month because he'd missed an appointment with the government's work programme in May. Now, more than 200,000 people, it would appear, agree with Jill. They signed a petition online in a bid to bring it to the government's attention and it would seem that they succeeded. Some people will be thinking, well, why didn't he ask for help? Ultimately, it's something we, we will never know because David's sister, Jill Thompson, said he was a very proud man. He was also a very quiet and private man and he never wanted to bother anyone or admit that something was wrong. Um, she said she used to ring him once a week and he never said there was any problem. She knew he was actively looking for work. And in fact, he was found lying next to a pile of CVs um, when she found him in his flat. This, uh, this inquiry, what's happening? Debbie Abrahams is a Labour MP and she's been calling on the government to hold an inquiry into the inappropriate use of benefit sanctions. She's been calling for that since last November. Now the government refused but she's now persuaded the Work and Pension Select Committee of which she is a member to look at the issue. Now that inquiry um, is due to start early next year and is expected to be completed before May. David Clapson's sister Jill is hoping that she'll be called to give evidence. She's plenty to say on this one. Debbie Abraham said Mr Clapson's story had brought the effect of benefit sanctions into the public arena and she's been praising Jill for showing great courage in speaking up. Uh, The Department for Work and Pensions, what have they had to say about this? Not a great deal. In uh, relation to Mr Clapson job seekers allowance being suspended they told us that he hadn't followed the correct procedure and he did not appeal or ask for a reconsideration of the sanction to apply for a hardship payment. Do you know that there are so many sad elements in this story but you know the thing that really struck me obviously apart from his death is that he'd been in the army for five years he worked for BT for 16 years and he ended up doing unpaid uh, work experience at B&Q. Isn't that sad? Why didn't someone 
look at his CV and go, all right, he's, he's, he's been in the army. Oh, he's 60. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll give well, you a job. And that he's been out of the work arena for a while, but he's been caring for his mother. He's been saving, he's been saving us money. I think that, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll speak to Jill uh, later on, who is always a, a very good speaker on behalf of her brother. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. How much do you pay for your nut cut? Oh, hang on, let me just ask that again. How much do you pay for your nut cut? About 40 quid. You say about 40 quid, what does that it's mean? It's like 37 but I always chuck an extra fiver on the end. Why do you do that? Um, niceness. We're back to the tipping thing, yeah, aren't niceness. we? Yeah, niceness. I never tip my hairdresser. I used to go to a gentleman's salon in London, very exclusive, the same place that uh, Dermot O'Leary and um, uh, who's the bloke who pretends he's black? The, um, the record, the man that uh, makes records play on a record player. Oh, boom, that one. Yeah, boom! His dad's yeah, a Yeah, boy. Uh, the fella... Uh, ask, um, Ke- Kelly. Yes. Who's the, the gentleman that pretends he's black, he makes records, play on a record player, and his dad was a vicar? Go, do, do, DJ. What? He goes, boom, yeah, boy! Oh, Tim Westwood. Yeah, Tim Westwood. Westwood. The same place that Westy went, the same place that Leary, O'Leary went. I used to go there. Didn't tip there. Well, you might not tip there. That might not be the thing. But now I go to a woman's salon. Mm-hmm. I get my hair done by women. Yes. New woman this week, because um, Vanessa's left to go and work in a school. How selfish. She uh, might still do uh, mobile. No, she don't. I would, if I had that skill. I had a message. To, I, I, passed, I said, can you pass a message on to, to Vanessa? And the, the woman said, yeah, what's the message? Said, Tell her she's a massive... She said, OK, yeah. Anyway, the reason... I, I pay £29 for my haircut. Right. There are some blokes who will be blanching at that. Because uh, some blokes only pay... They, they, go, they go to the barber. They go to the barber and they pay £5.50. And they, and they hear some mucky talk. Yeah. <laughs> and they get offered... Um, uh, Something for the weekend. Rubber Johnnies for the weekend. <laughs> do people still say that? French letters? You do. <laughs> uh, and I just wonder how much people pay... Because the, 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 the Mario Balotelli plays five, uh, £500 a week. For that? On his right. head. I could do that. Give me some gaffer tape he's, and some clippers. I could do it for now. He's the fellow that's got... Um, the, I believe that's a Brazilian on his head, isn't it? A mohawk. Yes, yeah, a mohawk, isn't it? 500 quid a week for that. All it is, right, what you do is you get some masking tape, yeah. put a stripe down, right? Yeah. Shave either side, whip the masking tape off. Jobs are good. I once had a haircut for free that had I paid for it would have cost me £100. Right. It was a good haircut. A mm. hundred pound haircut. What exactly was it? Patch it was, up. <laughs> it wasn't a patch up. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Can we find the cheapest and indeed the most expensive haircuts in beds, hearts and bucks today, please? Travel news for beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Far this morning, uh, checking across uh, the cameras in the three counties, not seeing any problems so far on the M25 or the A1M. In Milton Keynes, building a little on standing way at Newport Road as those roadworks continue there. In Park Street on the A414, building a little on the sensors around the Park Street roundabouts. And taking a look at Luton Airport, there is disruption at the moment to flights to and from Italy. It's all due to some industrial action. So at the moment, passengers are being advised to check the state of their flight before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC. Three Counties Radio. Hey up, Nicola! She's good, Nicola, isn't she? Right, 6.16, it's Friday, get in there! It's the 24th of October. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. 
A 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. And a pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local OAP centre. Joy Ashburn was accused of intimidating staff, but she feels she's been victimised for speaking up. We're asking this morning, how much do you pay for a haircut? And, 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 on the strength of that story, what have you been banned or booted out from of? 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Have you ever had the urge to change the world? To leave the house with a bath towel draped over your shoulders? To walk into the office with your pants over your trousers? To spend the whole day sporting a pair of yellow pubsy ears? Then you are Captain Costume, my friend. A fundraising fancy dresser, proud to don silly outfits in the name of raising money. So go on, be a hero for BBC Children in Need. Sign up and pledge your allegiance at bbc.co.uk slash pudsey.
loving it, Dealey? Hey, boss, I've got a great phoning for you. Yeah, go on. A work in progress here. Yeah. Messing with our minds. Songs that led us down the wrong path. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> Come on. Maybe you could do that one on your show tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Yeah, quite possibly, yeah. 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 I, I, I tell you what, Justin, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to let you have that song, <laughs> that, that, that uh, phone-in. So songs that mess with your mind and led you down the wrong path. Yeah, Elton you, John, Kiss the Bride, number one. Yeah, you could have that one. Mm-hmm. You, you can do that one. Thank you. Justin, stay there, because I want to speak to Andy from Luton. Morning, Andy. Morning, Ian. Yo, you are right? Oh. Yeah, it's fine, yeah. You, you, sound, you sound a little bit um, groggy. Do you have a, a, bit, have a big night out on a bender last night? No, no. No? I'm okay. Okay, what have you got for us, Sand? Well, Ian, I, I think that you're a bit loud in the morning. Sorry? You're very loud. You, you're not oh. shouting. Yeah. And it's a bit much in the morning. Oh, okay. What do... Also, also, I think you're very bad to your girls in the studio. I mean, when... when uh, you called them my when girls. You, when your lady them colleagues. over yesterday, yes. she, she was... She was really good. Sorry? She was quiet. Well, Catherine, well, Catherine, my lady, took yeah, over Catherine, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I'm smooth, that's why. Smooth, Are you? Smooth as silk. You've never told me that before. <laughs> what, well, so what you said... Uh, well, Andy, two things. <laughs> right, yeah. one one is jog on. The second one is you, <laughs> you, could, you could turn the volume down. Yeah, but even when you turn the volume down, you're still loud. Oh, flipping it. So what you... you must you must be one of the loudest broadcasters in the country, but I do like you. I like you a lot, actually. I like uh, you a lot, but... Yeah, so, OK, yeah. well, t- tell me what you want done differently, Andy, because you pay my wages, and I, we'll, we'll, we'll listen. Go on, what have you got, boss? Just a little bit quieter. OK, so how about something like this? Yeah, that's nice, yeah, you see. That's very nice. You in like the that? morning. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And do I, do I get louder as the morning progresses, or am I allowed... Do yes, I have you to, do, you do. <laughs> but do I, have, do I have to stay like this until nine o'clock? Well, not... Not no. necessarily. No, what, at what time can I start to raise the uh, volume level, Andy? When, when would that suit you, sir? About 8, 8.59. Yeah. Do you, do, you, <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what you can do, Andy? Yeah. You can shove that up your bum. Get lost. <laughs> what a chancer. Good points, well made. So, oh, don't you, <laughs> Justin, don't encourage those idiots. <laughs> you, you are a bit full on in the morning. No. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you could start the programme with a good morning, sleepy eyes. No, right. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to say something as creepy as that, for goodness sakes. Why not? It works. Hey, baby. Right, why are you all Throw gang... Throw duvet back. Right. Stick your leg out. Oh, for goodness sake. Why are you all you're ganging up again. on me, right? I am effectively your boss. Kelly, I noticed what? you're being very quiet. Well done. You're going to get a raise. Catherine? You're not the boss of me. Uh, well, technically I am. No, you're not. Whose show is this? Whose name's above the door, Just? Uh, it's yours. Thank you very much mm. indeed. Yeah, who writes all your scripts? Who, um, um, who re- decides what you're going to talk about? Who breathes life into those soulless words? <laughs> it's the singer, not the song, that makes okay, the music... Okay, do you mind mo- if I delete them all? No, 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 Let's keep the scripts there, shall we? But let's just bear in mind... Just recognise. Let's see how we get on next week when you're bunking off, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's. I think that we all do a really good job. Keep out of this, Betts. Uh, you're not Switzerland you. in this one. 08459 455 555. Who's the most important person in my team? Bring in mind the phrase, my team. Yeah? That you're using. Thank you. Justin. Yeah. You, just watch it, mate. Watch what? <laughs> watch your lip, fella. Listen, I, I never kicked off there. I just let Andy have his say. And yeah. when you're talking to your team, I just sat back and just relaxed. Such an idiot. Now, it's a very serious story got you on this morning, Just. Yeah, absolutely. Pensioner from Welling Garden City, furious that she's been banned from a lunch... Well, it says here a lunch club. I think that's supposed to be a lunch club. 
Um, I don't know who writes these scripts, but their spelling is awful. <laughs> she helped, uh, lunch club, but she helped to save. Joy Ashburn was a leading voice in the campaign to keep these sessions at the Douglas Tilby House, but been told she's no longer wel- welcomed by Age UK Hertfordshire. Justin, you've been looking into this. Yeah. Do we know why Joy's been banned? Incredible story. Um, Joy attended the Douglas Tilby House, but uh, she seems to have fallen out of favour there after Age UK Harpershire changed the menus for the lunch club with Meals on Wheels replacing freshly cooked food. Now, she says that uh, she and others didn't like this change, so she set out to improve the situation for everyone's benefit, but get this, was accused of intimidating staff, a pensioner. Uh, then about six months later, uh, she said that she received a letter from Age UK Hertfordshire saying that she was no longer to go to the Douglas Tilby House in Welling Garden City. OK, so what was what did Age, uh, Age UK say that Joy was doing to upset them? Well, Joy says the letter from Age UK Hertfordshire didn't go into precise details. Um, she said none of the visitors discouraged her from continuing to campaign on their behalf after she was barred from the premises. She says that people are still paying the same price for food when she knows the meals on wheels are cheaper to produce. Joy told us that uh, people using the premises, they are still human beings and they're entitled to dignity and that apparently is what's missing. Age UK Hertfordshire, what have they said? Well, we invited them onto the programme this morning but uh, they say there's nothing that could be aired in public which would help the situation, which is slightly disappointing. The chief exec there, Marion Birch, uh, confirmed they had asked Joy Ashburn not to attend at Douglas Tilby House. She said Age UK has uh, contact with well over 4,000 older people a week and look after mm. most of them very well. Oh, it's a shame they won't come on because we do know that Age UK uh, d- does do excellent work. I'm assuming Joy's been back in touch with the organisation. Well, Joy has tried to resolve the situation but uh, says Age UK Hertfordshire won't let her go back and they won't even agree to a meeting. Uh, she feels that she's being victimised for trying to help older people. She said it's not a nice situation and thinks that members uh, of staff at the house, uh, they would have been removed from their jobs if they had spoken out. So okay. she claims the staff there also agree with her. OK, well, we'll, we'll uh, speak to Joy later on in the programme and see if we can find out exactly what's going on. Just, it leads us to a, a cracking uh, little vox, maybe. Uh, mm. What have you been banned from? What have you been booted out of? Always a, always a good one. Yeah, I got banned from my library at school. Sorry? Yes. Why? Uh, because... Um, <laughs> Because I wouldn't shut up. I was uh, very, very yeah. noisy when I was at school, and they warned me on a, a few occasions. They had CCTV put into the library at our school. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I was banned, which was um, actually a lovely band to be part of. I got... Oh, yeah, yeah. Who wants to be near all that information and knowledge? Yeah. I got booted out of a library, Slough, uh, the, the library in Slough for being too noisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 08459 455 505. Also, Just, how much do you pay for your nut cut? I pay £25. Yeah, because there will be... I pay 29 for mine. Uh, there will be some people who think that's a little bit poncy and Mario Balotelli pays 500 quid for his Brazilian on his head that man is an absolute lunatic and he's not a very good footballer either if you get if you get a chance can you find out can we find the cheapest and the most expensive haircut in Beds Hearts and Bucks yeah well, I mean, are people seriously saying £29 is too much that's there, about the average for there, a decent haircut now there will be blokes there will be geezers that go <laughs> to the local barbers and get it done for £5.50 and they'll think that's expensive no, it's not 1972 anymore £29 I think is probably about the average Justin speak to you later on excellent stuff 08459 555 Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Starting off on the Great North Road, seeing some build-up now on the sensors approaching the Black Cat roundabout as those major roadworks are continuing. Also Milton Keynes, those roadworks continuing on Standing Way, so building a little at Newport Road. The A414 in Park Street also building up on the sensors around the Park Street roundabout. And taking a look so far on public transport, everything's running well on the trains, but there is disruption to flights to and from Italy at Luton Airport. Um, it's all due to some industrial action that's taking place. So passengers are being advised to check the state of their flight with their airline before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. 59-year-old David Clapson died in July from a lack of insulin after his job seeker's allowance was suspended. A 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. And a pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local OAP centre. Joy Ashburn was accused of intimidating staff but she feels she's been victimised for speaking up. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. In last night's Europa League matches, Tottenham beat the Greek side Asteras Tripolis 5-1. Harry Kane scored a hat-trick but ended up in goal after Hugo Lloris was sent off. Everton drew 0-0 away to Lille. Tomorrow, second-place Watford go to third-place Middlesbrough in the Championship. Alman Abdi is ruled out. There's a doubt over on-loan Sebastian Bassong. Slavisa Jukanovic prepares for his third game in charge. We are one-week team all together and uh, we are trying to explain what we exactly want. We start one process and uh, soon I expect we will play better what we played last game. In League One, Milton Keynes-Dons go to Doncaster and will check on the fitness of Carl McFadseen and Dean Bowditch. League Two leaders Wickham are at home to Dagenham. Third place Luton, just a point behind the leaders, could welcome back Alex Lawless at home to Northampton, with John Stills' side hoping to make it seven wins in a row. We're capable of, of those magic moments. And uh, I think that, you know, we have to make those magic moments tell. And at the moment, we are. And I think that, you know, season goes, I think the magic moments might last for, for longer spells. But sometimes they haven't got to last long. What was I think two goals in, was it three minutes the other night? And we do have that capability. And Stevenage hosts second place Burton, whose manager Gary Rowett looks set to leave for Birmingham. His borough boss, Graham Westley. You know, whether he goes or whether he doesn't, they're, they're at Burton and their futures, their careers are going to be defined by what goes on at Burton. So I'm sure the players will be, they're professional enough to be where they are in the league right now. I'm sure they'll be professional enough to keep their mind focused on the job, irrespective of what the manager does or doesn't do. And in tennis, Andy Murray will play South Africa's Kevin Anderson in the quarterfinals of the Valencia Open as he continues his bid to qualify for the season-ending World Tour Finals in London. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, how much do you pay for a haircut? What have you been booted out of or barred from? And, um, 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 well, anything else you fancy, really. Paper's coming up soon. 08459 455 555. We're strangers. strangers I know a girl who drinks herself to sleep at night 
people who use chat rooms as confessionals. I know down and now to once were. Just discovered Paloma Faith, haven't you, Kelly Betts? Yeah, just found her. Yeah, yeah, because you got your finger on the pulse of up and coming new music. Yeah. She's yeah. been around for about ten years. Yeah, I shared a lift with her. You know, from a lift that goes where? up and down. Oh yeah, and it went it, to yeah. like ground floor to sixth. Okay. And she said, "Oh, ain't you got small feet?" And you said, "Ain't you got big gums?" No, I didn't. Okay. Is she well, taller than you? Of course she is. She's massive. She's not. She's, she's a big girl. I thought she was tiny. No, she's a big girl. She's not big. She's broad. No. She's as broad as she is tall. Why do you think? that you're talking about. Oh, Who are you talking about? Oh, I'm thinking about Rusty Lee. 
then. I'm always thinking about Rusty Leaning. Well. Uh, who, who have you shared a lift with? 08459 Doesn't even have to be famous people. Jenny Claire. Oh, yeah. Who's she like? Is she nice? Um, d- didn't speak. We're in a lift. That'd be weird. Ba- Barbara Windsor. Shared a lift with Barbara Windsor, right? It was, she... a, sh- it was a showbiz do... And it's one of those showbiz dudes, and she's one of those showbiz people who assumes that she knows everyone. So I was in the lift with my wife, and Barbara Windsor came, and I held the lift open for her. She went, oh, thank you, darling. You're busy at the moment. You're working much. We've never <laughs> met before. I went, yeah, I'm a bit busy. Babs, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, darling. I'm fine. Did she give you that? Oh. No. And um, her bra pinged off. And she got goosed. Yep. Ba- Balio Maratelli, that's wrong. Mario Balotelli has yes. let footy stardom go to his head by blowing £500 a week on his hair. A week? Well, it sounds like a lot of money, because Gosh, it that, is. That's like an old-fashioned lady going to the hairdressers once a week. But how much does he earn, how much does he earn a week? Loads. Yeah, exactly. He earns uh, £110,000 a week. Yeah. He's 20. He's 24. Oh! I was signing on at 24, and I was very seriously in debt. Uh. Say seriously in debt. I was about five grand in debt. I was still a student. Flipping heck. 500 quid a week, though. Uh, when you earn that much money, you can do what you want, can't you? It doesn't, doesn't mean anything to you anymore, does it? No, of course it, of course it doesn't. I think it spoils them. <laughs> I can't imagine being that loaded that young. It would have ruined me. Well, ruined. Oh, wait, four, five, don't say it like that. It would have been, been ruined. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. How much do you pay for your nut cut, please, dear listener? What have you got in the papers? Um, well, not a lot, oh. to be honest. There was this story. Um, did you? I was just talking to you about the um, Sergeant at Arms from the Canadian Parliament. Did oh you see, yeah. If you look on the Daily Mirror's online uh, website thing that they've got, you can see this really moving footage of him getting a standing ovation from the rest of the MPs. So what? This is the fella that shot that shot the jihadi. Wowzers. Um, and he's doing that very manly thing of just just about keeping it in. You talk about um, you know Mario Balotelli being a hero, Ched Evans being a hero. That fella's an actual literal hero. And you look at him; he, well, he looks like what fifty-seven something yeah. like that. White hair, white hair, bloke. Looks like Leslie like, Nielsen. Yeah, he does. He looks like a normal bloke. Um, you know, and he's just walking calmly away with a gun. That's your proper actual hero yeah. that saved lives. He is. Not some plum that, that had sex with a drunk girl, consensual or otherwise, and, uh, you know, is now going to get paid a fortune for playing football. That's not a hero. What's the fella's name? Let's have his name again, because he's... Well, people like that... Where is it? It was in the other paper. People like that should have um, the, the books and... Uh, they sh- it was in there, wasn't it? I thought you had it, it in there. I don't know. I've just opened Hang on. Oh, let's make his name up. His name was Steve. No, his name was not Steve. I'll find out. He deserves a good mention. Speaking of heroes, love rat shocker, wife spies bigamist hubby on Facebook. Oh! Wedding snaps on web. A wife found her husband was a bigamist... When she saw snaps of him kissing his new bride on Facebook... Right. There's oversharing on Facebook and then there's oversharing on Facebook. <laughs> you would think if you were a bigamist and your second wife says, shall we put these pictures... No, probably better. Let's keep it private. Let's not share them on Facebook. Yeah, but maybe he felt that he couldn't do that because she'd be wondering why. If you just got married, why, why aren't you? It's the web of deceit. Yvonne Gibney, 55, web to globe... Globe-trotting oil contractor Morris for 17 years discovered 11-month-old pictures of a £45,000 ceremony in the Arab states of Oman, and I bet when he got busted, he went, oh, oh man. man. Yeah, come on, let's have that. Hang on, hang on. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. 
She hunted for more clues and then went to police. Yvonne told a court that 49-year-old Gibney, on £85,000 a year, tax-free, had told his own family they had divorced and that she was crazy! She said, I loved him unconditionally and believed that love was reciprocated. I simply don't have the words to effectively convey, convey the pain and sense of betrayal. I bet you do have the words. I no, bet, I they're, bet they're short and four letters. You've got plenty of words. The hero we were referring to earlier on, Kevin Vickers. Well done, Mr. Kevin Vickers. Vickers, what a man. Well what Vickers. a man. You can stick that in your pipe, Simon Cowell. It's just the look on his face. You know, sometimes with manly men, yep, they, they, I do. They, them holding the tears in is devastating to look at. Holding back the tears. This is a proper hero. Um, and we referred to the person he shot as a jihadi. He, we apparently had dreams of becoming a jihadist. He was, uh, he's been referred to by the papers as a Muslim convert at this point. Um, speaking of heroes, um, and I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Oh, yeah. I'm getting you Katie Price's boobs. Oh. She's selling them. I don't want them. Ka- no, but I'm They're worn get- out, aren't they? No, no, no. They, these things she are said plenty of wear. Plenty of life in the old dog yet. Katie flogs her boobs, all 12 of them. Katie Price wants to sell her old boob implants to raise money for breast cancer charities. The model and author made the astonishing offer to The Sun after revealing she will have a seventh boob op in the next few weeks. It emerged she keeps some of her old implants in her in a safe of course she does. at her home. Of course she does. She's canny. I wouldn't want them, would you? She uh, wants a seventh op, an early Christmas present for herself and husband, Kieran, because she feels the birth of Jet One and two-month-old Bunny have taken their toll. <clears throat> she admitted, I've had two babies very quickly, so they're saggy. Why are they saggy? Because they won't be suckling on your fake plastic boobs, will they? I think you can. <clears throat> if, if, you've, if you've got enough money, ask Kieran Haler. Um, well, if you have the nipples connected... To the thigh bone, the thigh bone's connected to the bum bone. If anyone knows whether this is right, can you still breastfeed after having, I mean, quite enormous implants? It depends what kind of um, 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 uh, implants you have, I think. Because oh. some they're still connected and some they are disconnected. You seem to know a lot about this. I've uh, read a lot about them. A lot about them. 08459 <laughs> 455555. We'll have more looks through the papers after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning in Milton Keynes and starting to build up on Standing Way where those roadworks are taking place um, just at Newport Road. The M25 starting to look heavy heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also rather heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. And building up on the North Orbital Road at the moment on the sensors at Junction 21A for the M25. Taking a look at public transport, so far the train are running well, but there is disruption to flights to and from Italy at Luton Airport, so do check before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. Catherine, oh, that last The only sen- people who are going to buy oh, those no. implants are perverts. Well, Leave glad, it at that. I'm glad you stopped the sentence there. That's not the complete sentence, dear listener. 6.45, it's Friday the 24th of October. I'm a little bit windy this morning, I can only apologise. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. 
A 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. And a pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local OAP centre. Joy Ashburn was accused of intimidating staff, but she feels she's been victimised for speaking up. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. We've got quite a mild start to the day, but it's looking fairly cloudy and wet, I'm afraid. We've got some, well, sort of varying levels of rain, so sometimes drizzly, some moderate outbreaks as well. But by this afternoon, it turns a bit more showering. There could be some heavier ones then, perhaps even some thunder. We've still got that southwesterly breeze with highs of 16 degrees Celsius. Now, we do see the back of that rain tonight, probably before midnight. And then we're left with some long clear intervals, so quite a chilly one. Probably some mist and fog developing as well, with lows of 7 degrees so that's going to be quite a significant drop uh, compared with the recent nights tomorrow a cool start to the day that mist taking a little while to clear and a largely dry day with plenty of sunny spells feeling much more pleasant with lighter winds and highs of 14 degrees celsius sunday a little a uh, little bit breezy in places but quite bright and looking mostly dry and on monday we could have some patchy drizzle but we do have high pressure building next week so although we'll have some chilly nights we've got some warm air coming up from the atlantic so we should have milder day that's your latest forecast. Hey, Georgina, Georgina, Georgina. Yes, yes, We're talking yes. about have you ever shared a lift with a celebrity? Have you ever shared a lift with a celebrity? I don't think I have, Well, no. well, d- 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 Kelly Betts. Hello. You've shared a lift with a celebrity, haven't you? I shared a lift <laughs> with Georgina. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you stood next to me and you smelt delicious, but I didn't <laughs> want to say anything. You see? Why didn't you say anything? I don't know, it was really packed lift. Georgina. It was awkward. <laughs> Georgina, it would have been weird if a little person next to you had said, you smell delicious, in a lift. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's weird that she didn't... Blushing. It's a bit stalky that she didn't say anything, isn't it? No. She just sniffed you. What, what would I have said? Oh, hi, Georgina. Um, I work with you every day. You know our, I, you do our weather. Yes. Ne- next time, say that to me, OK? OK. I will be very nice back, I promise. Georgina, thank you very much, and thank you for making lifts smell delish everywhere. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story? Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value on their properties. Has Kevin Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on... Ben. Oh, I'm bored. We've got loads to talk about. <clears throat> We've got loads to talk about, and we haven't got time for the business of the day. We haven't got time for the business because there's a lot to get in. The papers are cram-packed. Now, I folded this page here because uh, I was going to talk about Oscar Pistorius. Killer Oscar Pistorius cried himself to sleep on his first night in prison. Of course he did. He's a big baby. But I've just noticed the story underneath it, and this is flipping awesome. The world is becoming so wonderful. This is the 21st century equivalent of those global hypercolour T-shirts. Yes, which highlighted when you were sweating. Yeah. Because everyone wants to know that. I always wanted one of those. I did, I never got one. Do those, are they still working? If you've got a global hypercolour T-shirt, or I believe you could get trousers and even hats. <laughs> you don't want trousers, surely. Listen surely. Bacon-scented T-shirts. Oh. Ooh. I had one of those yesterday. Are being sold online by a clothing firm which promises the smell will last 20 washes. The top has a picture of four rashes and a fried egg printed on the front, and the ink used smells like the real thing. Scratch and sniff. The T-shirt... Excuse me, love, can I just smell your uh, rasher? 
the T-shirt available in small, medium, large and extra large is being sold for £17. I would suggest they want to go extra, extra large as well. It boasts... It boasts a... Talk about um, 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 Georgina smelling delish in a lift. It boasts a crispy bacon scent for up to six (laughs) feet away. Oh. One customer online gave it a five out of five review saying... An awesome gift for any guy. <laughs> that, that sounds a little bit like the customer might be the person who makes the T-shirts. I don't know. But I heard that people do that. Why on earth do you want to smell like bacon? We went to the um, oddest cafe in the world yesterday. We went to a haunted cafe. <laughs> it was weird. The, the, it was next door. It was empty. It was next door to a, a convenience store of, of some description. Uh, quite an inconvenient store. <laughs> and to, to open the cafe, the woman had to close the, the corner she shop. Was, she was adorable, though, and... Um, but it was an odd setup. And then we met David. There were shoes Ruffin. under the table. There were shoes under the adjoining table. It was very weird. And then David Ruffin, <laughs> the pop singer, popped in. Speaking of the man, this fella popped in, looking like um, David Ruffin, uh, speaking Portuguese to us. Well, yeah. And th- he wanted t- to stay. He then s- he put his bag down as if he was put, coming in. Put his bag down to stay with us. And then he said, "I'm just going to go next door to order some food." <laughs> And when he went, I said to everyone, right, he thinks he's sitting with us. We need to go now. Because there was only one long table. Yeah. And then there was a sort of side table which had the shoes underneath. And a mouldy tomato. And a dog's ball. A what? A dog's ball. (laughs) Uh, And then when we went next door to pay up, we went next door to pay. How trusting of this wonderful, wonderful woman. The fella said in broken English and Portuguese, are you not staying? Oh, I'll be off then. It was very... I mean, what a delightful fruitcake, wasn't he? It was It was bonkers from start to finish. He was from Mozambique. Anyway, we came out of there smelling like bacon, and I'm yeah. not sure that's a good thing. A goose on the loose is uh, worth more than moose. A goose on the loose is rescued by a wildlife worker after closing Britain's busiest motorway. This is nuts, OK? This is actually nuts. This is when I think we should have just put a, put a bolt through this goose's head or let it fend for itself, right? The, uh, the injured bird crash-landed on the M25 before waddling along the hard shoulder. Three anti-clockwise lanes were shut for ten minutes as volunteer Ron Turner, or as I like to call him, do-gooder, and vet Christina Flamini, or as I like to call her, nosy bonk, cornered the Canada goose. Wildlife Aid Foundation staff filmed the rescue. A spokesman said... It, it had broken its wing and was unable to fly. It was in a daze. <laughs> you don't think it's worth saving? Well, what a waste of time. It's the M25, for goodness sakes. It's a tiny life. It had broken its wing and was unable to fly. It was in a daze. It's a goose for crying out loud. So what do you reckon? Nature's pruning shears. Run it down. Well, just, it's a goose. It, it was on the hard shoulder. It was dying on the hard shoulder. Tough. I drive past a squashed fox every day. What, you want to scrape that up and then give it a good Christian burial? What a load of old balls. All right, then. So you don't care about gooses. Geese. Let's put that on the list for things that you can do without with pandas. Yeah. What about the dog with the bolt through its head? I'm a big fan of animals with bolts through their head. I think it looks wonderful. This is the story of a staffy that was found in Woodland yep. with a crossbow bolt through its head, narrowly missing its brain. Now, listen, the, the dog's fine. It's been fine. in there for a few days. The dog's fine. I want to see an x-ray of that because those x-rays are always awesome. Of uh, sharp Im- Hey, if you've ever had a sharp implement pierce your body anywhere, 08459 455 555. I'm serious about that. And of course, I don't wish the dog ill. I'm, I'm, the dog is alive and is well, uh, but it's a, mar- a remarkable picture to see that. And let's be honest, 
There's nothing... And people say this is cruel. There's nothing better than seeing a dog with no back legs... What? ..that's got wheels attached to it, scampering along. There There is nothing better. There was a three-legged dog that used to get on our playground all the time when we were kids, and it would cause delight. They are... Those creatures are God's... They're nature's survivors. They're little fighters. Aren't they? My auntie had a dog that had wheels. Had wheels, and it used to go like the clappers. It was very poorly, though. You talk about it. Forget that Canadian fella, actually. Let's take him off the hero list. It's it's dogs on wheels or dogs with bolts through their heads. Those guys are the real heroes. If you've ever had something sharp enter your body, steady. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Kelly, who's um, BBC introducing this week? Hello, it's Witcher Mirrors. They're from Brookman's Park. They're a duo. Richard, it's Josh, Richard. and Michael. Hmm? Richard, who? Witcher. Richard. Witcher. All right, Paloma Faith, say it properly. Kind of like Watcher, but Witcher. Okay, so Richard Mirrors, and what's their song no. entitled? Witcher. I don't know, you tell me, which one are we playing now? You touch on my car, smash your face. Light ears. I 
advice for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M25, heading anti-clockwise, it's looking very slow at the moment on the speed sensors between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also rather heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. On the sensors in Bricky Wood, it's already looking heavy on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. And the A414, a little bit slow moving around the Park Street roundabout at the moment. Taking a look at the M25, there's major roadworks taking place between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11. Still expect delays there. Also disruption to flights to and from Italy at Luton Airport today due to some industrial action. So do check before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. So, a long list of things. Ever had something sharp inserted into your body or through your flesh? Be careful. Shared a lift with anybody, celebrity or otherwise. And what have you been booted out of? Oh, and how much did your haircut cost? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, family of Stevenage man welcome benefits review. Bedfordshire woman bailed after terror arrest and pensioner banned from Hertfordshire OAP Centre. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. 59-year-old David Clapson died in July from a lack of insulin after his job seeker's allowance was suspended. His sister started an online petition which has been signed by thousands of people. More from Lee Agnew. Mr Clapson was found dead in his flat with just £3.44 in his bank account and he had no electricity to power the fridge where he kept his insulin. 18 days before, his allowance had been suspended after he failed to attend a job seekers meeting. Since his death, more than 200,000 people have signed a petition calling for an inquiry. And now a parliamentary select committee will examine the issue. A 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. Scotland Yard say the woman, who has not been named, has been bailed until early February pending further inquiries. Police searched two addresses in Bedfordshire, including one in Kempston. Council leaders want to scrap the ban on parents taking their children on holiday during term time. The number of school days lost to term time holidays has dropped to a record low after fines were introduced last year. This week, a Bedfordshire head teacher cancelled her term time holiday after criticism from parents at Elstow School. Peter Fleming is from the local government association. We believe that schools are best placed to understand the circumstances of uh, the families and the pupils in uh, their care, and and therefore. You know, isn't it better for, instead of there being a blanket ban, a more common-sense approach where a school ahead can make a a valued judgment uh, around this issue? The government says it will challenge a decision by the European Union to demand the UK pays an extra £1.7 billion towards the EU's budget. Contributions over the past four years are being adjusted to take into account economic growth. A pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local centre for older people. Joy Ashburn was barred from Douglas Tilby House after receiving a letter from Age UK Hertfordshire. More from Ewan Duncan. 
Joy campaigned for improvements at the centre in Welling Garden City after it stopped providing fresh lunches on site and opted for Meals on Wheels instead. She says she was accused of intimidating staff, but she feels she's been victimised for speaking up. The chief executive of Age UK Hertfordshire, which runs the site, confirmed it's asked Joy Ashburn not to attend the centre. In sport, in last night's Europa League matches, Tottenham beat Greek side Asteras Tripolis 5-1. Everton drew 0-0 away to Lille. The weather, some rain this morning, which will be heavy at times, but clearing this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. From the top of the springs, looking down, it really is stunning. All this week, we're uncovering Barton Le Clay. It's a lovely, friendly village. Everybody knows everybody and there's plenty to do. Telling everyone about where you live. I think we've made more friends here quickly in the four and a half years we've been here. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday. I tell you what, I've just looked outside. Isn't, isn't it dark? It's seven o'clock and yet it's still night time out there. It gets even darker next week. Don't forget, guys. The clocks go forward. Now, I know, the clocks go forward at the weekend. We, it's even darker next week. Flip it, heck. Right, lots to talk about this morning. We'll be talking about, well, all kinds of things. The very sad story of the uh, soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut. Pensioner from Hertfordshire has been booted out of her local OAP centre. What have you been booted out of or banned from? Other things, who have you shared a lift with? Doesn't even have to be someone famous. Could be anybody. That's why I like this one so much. Who have you shared a lift with? Maybe it was a stinky person. Maybe it was a sweaty person. Maybe, maybe it was a midwife. Ever had something shoved through your body or your skin? 08459 455 555. And how much do you pay for your haircut? I pay £29. There'll be some people going, oh, what a ponce. Can we find the cheapest... And yet the most expensive haircuts at the same time. Please. If you want to get in touch, phone is the best way. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Liz is on the line. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us? I don't know what time you're going to be getting up for work next week, my love, because it's fall back. You go, the clocks go back. Why do I have to... I, every year I have to deal with this. It's spring back, oh, it's fall forwards. Spring forward. Who's ever sprung forward in their life? <laughs> Liz, the clocks go forward. We lose an hour at the weekend. No, they go back. Hey, isn't it dark out there this morning? Very dark. Is it, was it? As if you went to bed at 8 o'clock in the evening, you'll be going to bed at 7 o'clock in the evening on Saturday. Well, no, 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 because it happened... Well, the change is at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. 
but you put your clocks... I always do my clocks before I go to bed. I never know, Liz, which of my clocks do it automatically and which of them have to be done by finger. Well, I have to do most of mine by finger. And who knows... Does, does anybody in the world know how to set the clock on the cooker? No, for half of the year, everyone's uh, cooker clock is wrong because no one knows how to change it. That's if you've bothered to set it in the first place after a power cut. <laughs> I don't have to do mine. <laughs> uh, Liz, so listen, don't forget, clocks go forward on Saturday night. Ah. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 four double five five double five. Ignore Liz. People like that really do um, uh, wind me up, wind me up. It's true, though, no one knows how to set a clock on the cooker, do they? You don't know how to do it. Ours is just flashing, 8888. 08459 is the phone number. And by the way, I throw this stuff out to talk about. You know you know this, but we've got new listeners. Uh, you're more than welcome to call in about anything you want. If you just fancy a chat, do you know what I mean? We'll, we'll probably get you on somewhere. Now, a very sad story that we've, uh, we've spoken about this, I think, two or three times before. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut say they're overwhelmed that MPs will review welfare sanctions. 59-year-old David Clapson died in July as he couldn't afford to, uh, electricity to keep his insulin cool after his job seeker's allowance was suspended. He also, I think, had a, a tin of sardines with all the food he had in his house. Well, since then, more than 200,000 people have signed a petition calling for an inquiry, and now the Work and Pension Select Committee will examine the issue. In a moment, we'll hear from uh, Labour MP Debbie Abrahams, a member of the committee. But first, we can speak to uh, Jill Thompson, uh, who started uh, the petition. Good morning to you, Jill. Good morning. Uh, you've been so busy collecting names on this petition uh, for your brother. Uh, what's the number at now? Do you know? It was 211,822. Fantastic. Uh, did, did you ever think you'd get that many names on no. there? No. No, I, 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 I didn't, didn't think it would, would go like this. I was so surprised. And the thing about David, and we've spoken about David before, but it's worth mentioning, he wasn't a chancer. He wasn't some scrounger trying to live the, the life. He... he He'd worked five years in the army, 16 years at BT, and then quit work to look after uh, mum, who was very poorly. Yes, mum had dementia for 11 years. Plus, plus as well, he had, um, he had been going to, I think it's called SeaTech, the place that you have to go to. He'd taken a forklift truck um, licence. Uh, he'd, done, know, the, he'd um, done, the, he done the test so he could drive a forklift truck. Yeah, he, he had a pile of CVs that. by him, didn't he, when he passed away? Yeah. He actually done went on the computer course. He'd done two placements as well, um, you know, where they send you, where you can go to a company and work for a week. He wanted and, to work. Yeah, he did. And he enjoyed these placements. He actually asked for another placement and he was told that he'd done a few and, uh, you know, other people needed to do this as well. So let them have a chance. He also went down the job centre and he asked for some help. And uh, mind you, this is what he told me. Mm. He, he turned around and said he was told they, they weren't there to help him get a job. They were there for him to sign on. He was 59. Uh, when he died, yeah. the twentieth of uh, uh, of July. Why? What? What do you think the problem was? Why? What? Why? Why are benefits being brought into question here, Jill? Was it this? I, the thing is, they turned around and said to you know the the sanctions people said that this was uh, always used as a a last resort. They um they they use that as the very last resort to um to get people 
to to do as they're told. And the thing was, they've issued nearly two million. That's an awful lot of last resorts, isn't it? Mm. And uh, plus as well, they said they followed procedures, no errors were made. Uh, if people are dying, surely something's wrong with the procedures. My brother's not the only one. I've got a list of people that have died. Um, people that have had brain tumours, people with cancer, people that wait in heart operations, people who committed suicide. Is that OK? I don't think it is. Jill, stay there, because I want to bring Debbie Abrahams uh, I- into the, uh, the conversation. Morning, Debbie. Oh, you're there. Good morning, so I, you're, well. you're there. Good morning, Debbie. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us. So, tell us how your connection to Jill and, and how you first came across this story. Um, well, I met Jill in, in September, but prior to that, I've been campaigning for over a year. Uh, well, no, approaching a year since November last last year to try and get an inquiry. Um, I had constituents who were who were being sanctioned. What I thought was completely inappropriately. Um, the um, minister, employment minister at the time, Estimate Vey, said that she would uh, instigate one, then backtracked on, on that. And since then, I had, a, um, again, another constituent who is a former JCP advisor who, who, was, who said um, the people are being set up to fail. Uh, and that's when I became really angry uh, to see that people were being put through such misery. And obviously, it's such tragic consequences uh, that we've heard about uh, around David. So what, what do you think is wrong with the system? What would you like to see changed? Well, uh, as the Select Committee recommended, we believe that the targets um, are for uh, advisors at the Job Centre around getting people off benefits. And they are being targeted as well to, uh, around sanctioning people. There is a new sanctions regime which was introduced uh, in October 2012, and since then, four and a half million people, four and a half million people have been sanctioned. Uh, two million of those have had their benefits stopped for at least uh, four weeks. So you've got to you know, put this, this massive increase. increase. These are people on uh, JSA. And we found that people on employment support allowance, people who are disabled or a long-term uh, condition, um, since... Uh, March last year, it's gone up by two and a half times. So these are really significant. And I think what the issue is that we're I'm particularly con- concerned about is how this is affecting unemployment statistics. Um, there is some initial work that is going to come out in the next few days from a research group at Oxford that's you know, really putting a question that... that this is actually taking people off register. I thought that it was doing, and now we're getting the evidence that it is actually happening. Uh, the government's refused to hold an inquiry, so yeah. um, it, it's great you're looking into stories like this, but it, it's going to be quite toothless, isn't it, Debbie? Well, no, I don't think it is. Um, the, the, the terms of reference will be published in the next few days on the Select Committee's uh, website. But we'll be looking at um, the appropriateness of sanctions. So do they work? Um, they're meant to be helping people back, uh, get uh, back into work. Is that the case? And as I say, this research group and there are other research groups across the country as well looking at this. Um, what are the effects? So is it, obviously we've heard the tragic consequences of, of David's death, but there are others, as, as Jill has just, just said. 
And then what are the alternatives as well? So does financial sanctions have to be the only option? Obviously, if people are getting support from um, the state in it while they're unemployed, as anybody, you know, if you if you become um, redundant, you know, we need, we have a welfare state because we believe this is the right thing to do. Uh, but are there alternatives? Are there alternatives to that? And we want to look at that in, in, uh, in, in, a, in, in the inquiry as well. Jill, you must be over the moon that, that um, it, at last it, it would appear that uh, people in power or people who are close to power are, are listening to, to you and to others like you. I just can't believe it. I'm still in the days. I mean, uh, it all started with that one sentence, you know, they knew he was diabetic and full of procedures, no errors were made. And I just walked around with this letter for days crying. And I rang up the local newspaper, the local student newspaper, and spoke to a wonderful man, Mr. Michael Havis. And he listened to me, and it started from there. Mm. Um, well, Jill, you're, do, you're doing great work. David, I'm sure, would be very, very proud of, of what you've achieved so far and where this might go. We'll, we'll speak again, Jill. That's lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you for your time. No doubt we'll speak to you as well. The, the last voice you heard there was Jill Thompson, the sister of David Clapson, and uh, the other uh, voice was Labour MP Debbie Abrahams. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M at 25, heading anti-clockwise. There's a lane closed at the moment following a vehicle fire. It's between Junction 16 for the M at 40 and Junction 15 for the M at 4. So do expect delays. It is looking very slow on camera at the moment. Taking a look at the M25, anti-clockwise, very heavy at the moment between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. And it's queuing on camera on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far, looking at the trains, there's no problems or delays but there is disruption to flights to and from Italy at Luton Airport so do check before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.16. It is uh, Friday, the 24th of October. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. A 25-year-old woman who was arrested on Be- uh, who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. And a pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local OAP centre. Joy Ashburn was accused of intimidating staff, but she feels she's been victimised for speaking up. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a beautiful village. We're surrounded by nice open countryside. From the top of the springs, looking down, it really is stunning. All this week, we're uncovering Barton Leclay. It's a super village. It's got all the amenities. You've got the old part on one side of the A6. You've got the newer part on the other side. Telling everyone about where you live. It's a nice atmosphere. People walking the dogs. In snow, in sunshine, in a beautiful sunset. I wouldn't leave it. If you paid me millions, I still wouldn't leave. I love it here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Go, boy, Lee. I'm not really. I can see status quo we're now, on. 
Really? Yeah, they're doing an advert for their new album, and oh, for yeah. some reason, they're naked behind their guitars. Ah, uh, it's uh, unplugged. He's cut his hair off. Sorry? He's cut his hair he off. He had to because he had a uh, heart attack. Isn't that one of the things that can give you a heart attack on, in a man? Long a hair? A ponytail. Yeah. Mm. No, they've all cut. Well, one's bald, and the other one had a heart attack. No, you know the one that used to have really long hair and he's d- always d- had it in a ponytail? He's, he's gone bald. He was bald no, when he had the ponytail. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's cut it all off now. Yeah. Yeah, but he. His yeah. mate had a heart attack. I anyway, don't know they've gone now. Do you think s- the hairdresser um, literally snipped it at the top of the ponytail? Yeah, and I hope he sold it on eBay for $25,000. Oh, whatever you want, <laughs> do, 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 whatever you like, do, 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 do. you pay your money, you take your choice, you go to Argos. Oh, she put his clothes on. Well, he probably can't afford clothes. <laughs> Anymore after spending all his money in Argos. Argos is a weird shop, isn't it? Yes. It's a strange thing to go in and not be quite sure what you want to buy, so you spend 10 minutes looking at a book. You're buying everything under the counter. Literally. It is exciting, though, when they call your number. Yeah. <laughs> it is exciting. Anywhere where your number is called, the post office, the deli counter, the Argos, it is exciting. You feel special. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, do you not? I feel special. I do. Even though it's like number 258. Yeah. So they've called loads that day. You still think, oh, that's me. That's me. Or someone, someone and you're only that me. number for like a couple of seconds. I love it. A minute. I love it. It's, it's all mind games, you know. Sorry? You're just in a queue. The deli counter's not playing mind games with me. Of course it me. is. Tony Argos isn't playing mind games with me. That's his name, actually. That's yeah. actually his name. shouldn't need numbers. We should just queue up like normal British people. Oh, for goodness sakes. I thought you, but you, you love the Continentals. You'd be all, all over that stuff. No, they like do a, need numbers. They have those in the doctors. Continental rash. Eh? They, um, they have those in the doctors, the what? cheese counter numbers. Yeah, they have, well, they have that in my doctors. Well, because they can't be trusted to queue up, that's why. Anyway, go on. With what? Talking to Peter. Hello, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, brother. Yeah, I'm going to have that, thank you. Got a bit of a headache today. I, I, okay. I, 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 two, goodness, Peter, I had two bits of excellent news yesterday. Excellent news. Sorry? Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes! And I was still really grumpy yesterday night. How is that possible? How ungrateful is that? Uh, it's all in the uh, dull old weather. It gets you in. Yeah. I, I, I like this dull old weather. Oh, I don't. I like sunshine. Uh, I hate sunshine. Don't forget, put your clocks forward, Peter, at the weekend. What you got for us? Uh, well, what I've got for you is, uh, yeah, cracking show. We've enjoyed uh, the whole week, oh. and uh, this is the last one. And yet, be as what? noisy as you like in the morning, I don't care. But last, what? last one ever? What do you know that I don't no, know? No, 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 last one of the week. Correct, correct, Amundo, for this, for this place, yes. Yeah, right. um, I'm having a, a monkey climb down today because uh, uh, Elton John's all very well, but where's the monkeys? Oh, you, the, the Peter, you, you, you speak of my language. You, you ask me where the monkeys is, and I just go... Zilch, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. China Clipper calling Alameda. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. There's the monkeys for us this morning, dear listener. Under that hazy cloud of you know what. (laughs) Guys, don't do drugs because you'll release that as a record in the 1960s. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, a pensioner from Welling Garden City has been speaking out after being banned from a lunch club that, get what, she helped to save. Joy Ashburn was a regular visitor to the sessions run by Age UK at Douglas Tilby House, but she's told she's no longer welcome. Well, Joy joins me now. Good morning, Joy. Good morning. How did you help save this uh, this club? Um, I 
decided to speak up for the client's behalf. Yeah. Um, the food was taken away. This is how it all started. And I was asked to speak on behalf of the client. Who asked you to speak? Um, the management that was there at the time. Um... Now, you say the food was taken away. Yes. It was that the food that was cooked on site was on being site. taken away and being replaced yes. by Wheels on Meals. Yes. No, Meals on Wheels. Yes, that as well. That's the way around, yes. isn't it? <laughs> what, what was, what's your beef with uh, Meals on Wheels? Um, it wasn't very pleasant, actually, for oh. elderly people. Um, let's face it, elderly people need their vitamins, their minerals and everything else. And I don't think Meals on Wheels provides it. Um, I have tasted most of the Meals on Wheels food and I've got to be honest, it wasn't very edible. Um, Why were they getting rid of the on-site cooking? I'm assuming it's to save money, was it? It it was to save money. The government cuts, the government to the council cuts, then the council cut the the money to Douglas Tilby. Uh, Consequently, they couldn't afford to run the kitchens anymore because the price of the gas, electric and everything else went up. If they, if they couldn't run the kitchen, Joy, and, and, uh, th- then surely that was their only option. What, what else could they have done, do you think? Uh, well, the gentleman that provided the meals had offered to cut the price. Oh. So they could have kept the kitchens open. Would, would that cut have been enough, though? Would it, would it have saved I them enough it money? Would, yes, because it would have been the same price as the meals on wheels. Oh. Yes. Uh, have you spoken? And what did Age UK say about this offer? They then? don't want to talk to me. Oh, why, why not, Joy? <laughs> what, what, what have you I'm, done? I think because I'm opening my mouth um, and I'm saying what the people think, and they don't seem to like it very much. I'm supposed now, to be this little zombie. Now you say you're saying what the people think. Mm. Uh, I've it, done a survey. Mm, you're, I like you, Joy. I don't want to. I, 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 I don't like you too. You're, you're funny, you're, and you're very naughty. <laughs> now, I know. now, it, now it's, maybe they, they they weren't objecting to what you were saying, but the way that you said it. It probably was. It probably was because um, I, I can't sit by and watch elderly people walked all over. It's not fair to them. They need to be. Um, they need the dignity. And the way that they do things without telling them or even asking them is not very dignified, is it? Did you swear, Joy? I don't swear. I go to church. I'm part and parcel of a church. I know, I know Christians that swear. Oh, they've no, got some I'm of the worst sorry, language. But I don't. It, the, the, the Age UK said uh, uh, that you've, you've been intimidating staff. Yes, that's a nice word, isn't it? Do they know the meaning of it? I looked it up. Have you been in any way inti- uh, intimidating? No, I feel I it haven't. now. No, definitely not. You, you do sound quite feisty. Would that be fair? Uh, feisty, I may be. Yeah. But I'm not intimidating. Um, I've been in the cassette for nearly 30 years. And I don't think I've ever intimidated anybody in my life. I would hate to get on the wrong side of you, Joy. <laughs> I can tell you that because you've, you've got that you've got a tone in your voice that, that kind of says, "Do not cross a line with me." Oh well, I might have a tone, but it's it's not a, a nasty one. How has this left you feeling, Joy? You've been um, booted out. You told you can't go back to yeah, a club that, that you were part of. Very lonely. Um, I feel that I've been used. I've been victimised, and now I sit in my house. I have nowhere to go except to my church. And how often do you go to the church? Um, I go once a week on a Sunday and once a month on a Saturday for the meal. Okay. Oh, nice. Mm. What it's do very they, nice, what, actually. What food do they serve on, uh, once a month at the church? It's beautiful. 
Yeah. It's all home cooked food. Fantastic. Yeah. It's all home cooked. Is food. there not another club you can you can join, Joy? No. Is there nowhere else you can go? Um, Hatfield, I think, is the nearest one. Right. And and that's a journey. Um, I am a disabled person, um, and I just find the travelling too much. Yeah. So what are you going to do then, Joy? You can't just sit at home I'm on your own. At home at the moment, I have a wonderful neighbour um, who helps me quite a lot. Um, the people from the church, they're lovely. They all make sure that I'm okay. Um, in fact, last year, when I came out of hospital at Christmas, they even delivered my Christmas meal for me. Oh, there you go. They're absolutely beautiful people. But it's And not... you're sure, Joy, you're absolutely sure you've not been aggressive or threatening no, to any I of the haven't. staff? and I want them to prove that I have. Mm. And they haven't as yet. They won't even talk to me. Well, Joy, uh, I appreciate you coming on this morning and telling us your story. Darling, that's my pleasure, as long as it helps the people that are there. And, it's, uh, and um, uh, yeah, I, I certainly would not want to cross you, Joy. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Have a good day, love. Take Thank care. You. Bye-bye. Bye. There we go. That's Joy Ashburn. Your thoughts, please. We did invite uh, Age UK Harpshire on the programme, but they said uh, there's nothing that could be aired in public which would help the situation. Chief Executive Marion Birch confirmed it had asked Joy Ashburn not to attend Douglas Tilby House. She said Age UK Hertfordshire has contact with 4,000 older people a week and looks after most of them very well. It's a shame, Catherine, that Age UK haven't come on, because they've obviously got their reasons... Mm -hmm. But we don't know what their reasons. We've only got one side of the story. And also, we've spoken to Marianne Birch in the past. She's usually a very helpful She's brilliant. Sort of person. Oh, Marianne's brilliant. Age UK, uh, uh, they are a brilliant organisation. They do some cracking stuff. I'm just left scratching my head a little bit over this. It, it, I kind of have to think there's more to it. Yeah. But only having Joy's side of the story, then that's sort of what I have to go by, it's really. It's a shame, isn't it? It is a shame. Uh, Kev's on the line. Morning, Kev. Morning, Ian. Scratching your head. Ever shared a lift with anybody? Um, what, famous? No, just anybody. What, like Paul Weller? Did you share a lift with Paul Weller? Yeah. But really? You're so, you're so nonchalant about it. Well, I'm a taxi driver. Right. Well, so I had Paul Weller in the back of my cab. D- but did you share a lift with him? I mean, there's an elevator lift. No, not an elevator she gave, lift. You gave him a, a lift. You gave him a lift. We'll take that one. What was he like, Kev? Tiny, isn't well, he? Uh, yeah, he was. He was wearing his mohair coat that I think he still had from the 80s. Yeah. But, uh, no, he was all right. I didn't really recognise him more. No. He I... was a little bit too old. Yeah, he does look very leathery, doesn't he? Yeah. Very leathery. Oh, yeah. Okay, you've not called in about Paul Weller or the Style Council. You've, you've, what have you called in for? Yeah, you, you plum. Why are you telling everyone to turn the clocks forward, put the clocks forward? Because uh, spring back, fall forwards. Everyone knows that. What? Spring forward, fall backwards. How can you spring... How can you fall... Who's ever fallen backwards in their life? That doesn't make any sense. What, you haven't when you've been at a bar drinking? I don't drink, Kev. That's that's partly why, because I kept falling forwards all the time. Really? Bash my nose. No, you fall backwards. Yeah. So go back. Okay, so we lose... It's like a share moment. When we go back in time. So we lose an hour... moment. No, when two becomes one. We don't really lose an hour. What to do? What are you talking about? The Spice Girls. You know what that song's about, don't you? What? Put it on, put it on. Not the jacket. It's the swimsuit. Uh, so the clocks go forward this weekend. We lose an hour. Oh, thank you very much, Kev. Uh, you won't get one past me, though, mate. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Starting off on the A1M, looking very heavy on the sensors heading southbound, just around Junction 8 for Stevenage North. The A414 is building up a little bit around the Park Street roundabout, and the M25 heading anti-clockwise. It's very heavy moving between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at King's Langley. The M25 heading anti-clockwise is one lane closed at the moment between Junction 16 for the M40 and Junction 15 for the M4. It's following an earlier vehicle fire that's happened there. There's no reported problems on the trains, but there is disruption to flights to and from Italy at Luton Airport. So do check before travelling. It's all due to some industrial action that's taking place. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. 59-year-old David Clapson died in July from a lack of insulin after his job seeker's allowance was suspended. A 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. And a pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local OAP centre. Joy Ashburn was accused of intimidating staff but says she feels she's been victimized for speaking up. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. In last night's Europa League matches, Tottenham beat the Greek side Asteras Tripolis 5-1. Harry Kane scored a hat-trick but ended up in goal after Hugo Lloris was sent off. Everton drew 0-0 away to Lille. Tomorrow, second place Watford go to third place Middlesbrough in the Championship. Alman Abdi is ruled out and there's a doubt over on loan Sebastian Bassong. As Slavisa Jokanovic prepares for his third game in charge. We are one week team all together and uh, we are trying to explain what we exactly want. We start one process and uh, soon I expect we will play better what we played last game. In League One, Milton Keynes Dons go to Doncaster and will check on the fitness of Carl McFadden and Dean Bowditch. League Two leaders Wickham are attempted Dagenham. Third place Luton, just a point behind the leaders, could welcome back Alex Lawless at home to Northampton with John Still's side hoping to make it seven wins in a row. We're capable of, of those magic moments. And uh, I think that, you know, we have to make those magic moments tell. And at the moment, we are. And I think that, you know, season goes, I think the magic moments might last for, for longer spells. But sometimes they haven't got to last long. What was I think two goals in, was it three minutes the other night? And we do have that capability. And Stevenage hosts second place Burton, whose manager Gary Rowett looks set to leave for Birmingham. Here's the borough boss, Graham Westley. You know, whether he goes or whether he doesn't, they're, they're at Burton and their futures, their careers are going to be defined by what goes on at Burton. So I'm sure the players will be they're professional enough to be where they are in the league right now. I'm sure they'll be professional enough to keep their mind focused on the job, irrespective of what the manager does or doesn't do. And in tennis, Andy Murray will play South Africa's Kevin Anderson in the quarterfinals of the Valencia Open today as he continues his bid to qualify for the season-ending World Tour Finals in London. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Whoa, yeah! Boily. That's nice. You've thrown out lots of questions today. Let's have a little recap of what the questions are, because there'll be some latecomers to the show. Have you ever had anything sharp stuck in you? Steady. That's after the dog got a bolt through its head. There's always a dog getting a bolt through its head or a swan getting a bolt through its neck and living and surviving to tell the tale. Oh, my phone is... uh... I do apologise. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about that. What have you had stuck in you? And also, who have you shared a lift with? Yes, doesn't have to be anyone famous. And also, what have you been chucked out of? 
And how much does your haircut cost? Oh, yeah, that one as well. 08459 555. Let's start with a sharp object, shall we? Yeah, go on. On the text, good morning, regard sharp objects. I had a 10-inch knife plunged into my stomach and piercing my large and small intestines when attacked on my way home many years ago. Odd thing was that that small one-and-a-half-inch cut to my shoulder hurt the most. I felt a bit leaky for a while, but I'm good now. Ladies and gentlemen... That's Graham. Thanks for listening. Bye. We might as well just switch the radio off until JVS comes on. Well, hang on. Get, He's I, given us more. I felt a bit leaky. Graham of Bedford says haircut for him, £10.50. Oh, OK. So okay. he threw that in at the end. That's the cheapest so far. I, he, he'd been stabbed in the gut and the shoulder. He felt a bit leaky. Wonderful. When have, when have you felt a bit leaky? 08459 455555. I've had a dart thrown through the top of my foot. My nephew is pretending to throw it at my foot, but actually let it go. That's Beautiful. Martin in Limbury. I've, I have done the thing with a stapler where I thought I was firing blanks and actually got a staple right through my thumb. So, so it's through your what? My thumb. <laughs> my thumb boy three. My thumb. Uh, and it, I, it, I had to unpluck it. It had curled around uh, on everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Um, Di- Rebecca said, I shared a lift with Paul Burrell in New York. Oh, the um, the butler that um, was given all that stuff by Princess Diana. And, and had to hide it. Um, <sighs> in the Empire State Building. He was, surprise, surprise, telling the Americans also in the lift about... Princess Diana. Yes. Imagine Tell you what, that. Though, he's got him a nice little learner, hasn't it? He's done all right out In of America. It. Yeah, he's done all right out Still, of it. Still, f- I don't really watch that Jungle programme, but my favourite moment was seeing him... And his legs melting when he, put, yeah. he did. You see that one where he put his arm in the hole in the in the tree, a bit like in Flash Gordon. Yeah, there was Peter creep- Duncan in Flash Gordon. Yes, wasn't it? yeah. There was some creepy crawlies in there, and yeah. he was doing this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like his bones were melting. Yeah, he was, well, you, what you were doing there—that was the Alvin Stardust. You, you were doing a Shane Fenton. How, by the way, how are kids going to know how to cross the road now that Shane Fenton has passed? What was his approach? I don't he understand the question. He called them dum-dums or something, didn't he? Hey, hey, dum-dums. Dum, hey, dum-dums. That's not... He had the, 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 the finger pointing. Hey, dum-dums, that's not how you cross the road. With one glove on. You got was to, it two? It was one glove, finger pointing. you got to do it like this, dum-dums. <laughs> ah. um, Sarah in Luton says, I was thrown out of the brownies. Oh. Yeah, what have you been booted out she of? She was thrown out of the brownies because she kicked the toadstool over and called brown owl a cow. Yeah, yeah, good for you. She didn't I love get any that. badges either. Yeah, signs of, uh, signs of rebellion in uh, organisations, brownies, cubs, <gasps> business. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Me and my friend were asked not to come back to the Bedfordshire Youth Choir. Wow, we were out of our depth, to be honest. Really? Yeah, we were used to singing songs about I don't know robins and Christmas trees. Yeah, and we were doing um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's feast or something. Oh, for goodness! Something sakes. we found hilarious. Yeah, of course. And we couldn't keep it in. Yeah, and so they chucked us out. Okay. When have, when have you been? Uh, uh, when have you ever sung uh, uh, religious songs? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. These are all goers. These are all goers. Well, the thing was, it didn't help matters that you know um, the first line of it. It's it's from the Psalms, right? But it's also what Boney M used for oh. the rivers of Babylon. So it started off with by the rivers of Babylon, where we sat down. From there on, we you couldn't can, sing. You can't. You can't expect young people, uh, particularly in the early seventies, to to sing something like that without. It was the late eighties. Boney M. What does that name mean? I don't know. What? Who's Who's Boney? What's the M? Why can't we know their identity? Exactly. They were German, weren't they? Weren't they? One was. I think the uh, women were interchangeable. 
Yeah, the, the, you never. If you saw Boney M in concert, you you certainly weren't seeing the original Boney or the M. Which reminds me of a fantastic documentary I watched last night. Oh yeah, twenty feet. The Boney M story from Stardom or something. It's oh called. yeah. But it had. It was talking a lot about um, Phil Spector, and Darlene Love was in it. There's a nut job. Uh, what, Phil Spector, not Darlene. Not Darlene Love. Love. She yeah. was nice, um, but she kept saying that he kept swapping her their voices around so a lot yeah. of the women that you'd see singing their songs the crystals for example were just miming yeah. darlene love songs and yep. it would drive her absolutely crackers yep. and they were just used really like you know whatever just sing it and get on with it she was 18 do you get are there any more nut jobs in pop you had um when i say nut jobs i'm of course referring to to eccentrics yeah brian wilson Phil Spe- I mean, Brian Wilson had a sand pit in his living room. But a lot of that was brought on by excessive drug use. Yeah, well, that sped things up, I think, for, for Brian. He had a sand pit in his bedroom, that he put in his living room, that he put the piano in, and he'd sit there barefoot uh, and write songs. Great idea uh, for the first week, until his dog started doing whoopsies uh. in it, and he didn't clean it out. Oh, so you got that. You got Phil Spector, who, was, who would w- wave a gun around willy-nilly and, until eventually uh, it uh, caught up with him. We didn't catch up with him. Caught up with um, a woman called Lana. I can't remember her last name. Uh, there are no nut jobs in pop anymore. 08459 455 555. Nut jobs in pop. Give us a call now. Lila's on the line. Hello, Ian. Good morning, uh, Lila. Good morning. I just want to, to confirm that you said to put the clocks forward today. No, not, no, 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 oh. no, 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 oh. no, you've, mis- you've misunderstood me. Ah, sorry. Saturday night, Sunday morning. Forward? Yeah, why not? But, but, um, I bought a paper yesterday and it said you, 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 you do it backwards. What? Well, you can do it backwards if you want. What paper was it in? The Sun. Yeah. Really? Really? Why do you buy? You sound like an intelligent woman. Why no, do you no, buy no. the sun? I didn't buy it. It was given to me. Who gave you the sun? <laughs> a friend of mine, a pensioner. Oh, a of mine. Well, that's yeah. nice. Do you know the sun is read by more people um, uh, uh, who are given it free, like yeah. you were, than yeah. uh, uh, actually buy it? Isn't that insane? Yeah, but is it is it forward or backward? Hang on a minute, Catherine. <laughs> Where's your F? It's a fact. The sun is, has a circulation of about 1.2 million, yeah. but it's read by something like 4 million people. Uh, that's a fact. That's a, that's a fun sun fact, Lila. So, do I put my clock forward or backwards? What would you like to do with it? Backwards. Hmm. Well, then, if you want to do that, do you know how to set the clock on your cooker? No. No, no one does, do they? I do. No, no. You know how to set the clock on Lila's cooker? Yeah. Pop round and do it for I her. I will, but I can't do my car. So I'll just have to do maths. I forget how to do the car, and I'm always resetting the mileage, which annoys the hell out of me. Lila, I hope that's cleared things up for you, my love. What? Thank you very much. 08459 Oh, Lila! Oh, she's gone. OK. Um, Paul's in Hatfield. Morning, Paul. Uh, morning, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, we're trying to find the cheapest and the most expensive haircuts. We've had £10.50. What's yours? Uh, I've got 7.50. It's a place called Ribera in Hoddesdon. A lady called Josie. She's been cutting my hair for about 20, 25 God, years. Oh, you think she'd have finished by now. Is, is it £7.50? Is it any good? Uh, well, you'd have to be the judge of that. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't keep going back if it wasn't. She's never done a bad one. You get a cup of coffee as well. Right, cup of coffee. But what's your haircut? Is it a, a tupney all off or are you <laughs> short back and sides? Uh, I try and change it every time I go in there, but it always ends up looking the same. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it always ends, I, I always ends up looking the same. You leave the salon and you go, oh, I've got a nice new haircut. By the time you get home, <laughs> it's what you had a week ago. <laughs> it's terrifying. Well, I, went I went to Tony and Guy's once, but um, 
That's a bit too expensive and the coffee was cold. You get decent coffee at where I go now. How much was the Tony and Guy? It's about 30 quid. Uh, it was more, I think it was about 40 quid Ooh, like I paid 29 for my haircut and I, I, I get very anxious I, I went and saw a fella called Joe for a long long time then I moved away from there and I found a, a young lady called Vanessa it was at, and now Vanessa's left so I've got another hairdresser I get so anxious Paul when I change hairdressers that that is that is the problem. If you find a good one, then um, you wanna you wanna keep them. And I do take it a bit personally. This my one used to work in Waltham Cross. I went there for years. Then she moved to work with her husband in their own sale on the Hoddesdon. So I followed her there. So you might have to follow your one. Don't mm. stop her, just follow her. Well, she well she's um got, she's gone to work in a primary school. It'd be pretty weird if I rocked up at eleven thirty. <laughs> Well, Vanessa, what do you could look you... like in shorts, you know? Well, I, I look quite cute, Paul. I look very, very cute, so I'll have you know. Vanessa, so I know you're doing a bit of reading with the, 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 the kids. Could you just you know, give us a bit of a trim while you're there? It's bad when they leave you, but have you ever been in a situation where you've had to break up with a hairdresser? Oh, where you've decided not to go back? Yeah, I've done that. Really? Yeah, and I, you can't go back to the same salon again. No. They'll, they'll rumble you. No. I broke up with mine. I realised she was just taking the mick. She was just doing the same thing. Oh. Well, I had long hair, yeah. and she she was just playing. Terry's in Luton. Terry, can you beat £7.50? Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, go on, what you got? Yeah, um, Berry Park. My partner goes to Berry Park, and I don't, don't ask me which barber it is, but they charge a fiver. A fiver? A fiver, yeah. Come on, it, he's got to come back looking like a, a dog's been at him. No, 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 they do a brilliant cut. Now, now listen, I'm going to ask some questions, right? Yeah, yeah. Is he bald, and is it just like a you know one of those little sh- shaves around the side? Because <laughs> anyone could do that. You mean the Phil Collins? No, he's not bald. No, 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 he's not bald. No, they do a lovely job, and it's a fiver. Yeah, guaranteed. Well, now hang on a minute. Why are you not going there, Terry? How much is your haircut? Well, because I've always gone to the same barber, and, and I, I would hate to lose him, leave him, and uh, he always does a great job. How much so is your nut cut? Oh, eight quid. <laughs> oh, you, you fellas, you must be loaded now. You got all that cash, Terry. Thank you very much indeed. It would be quite pricey, you're right, the £8 haircut. Can we beat £5 haircut? That is um, rock-bottom prices. The thing is, when you get below a tenner, you can't moan. No. Because you're getting a bargain. What are you going to get for f- for a fiver, really? Yeah. <laughs> there you go, that's done, mate. Oh, dear. That's done. Wendy's uh, on the line. Morning, Wendy. Good morning. What have you got for us? Um, talking about having things stuck into, uh, in you. Oh, yeah. I, I Be out, careful. Yeah, I know. I got out my car and I stood on a plank of wood with a six-inch nail. Oh! We're all feeling that, Wendy. Oh, no, we've all, we've all uh, winced and moved away from the microphone. Yeah. Flipping heck. Yeah. What part of your foot did it go through? The, the, the middle bit. Oh, the... I the... stood out the car and somebody had put this plank of wood, whether it was kids or I don't know, or, and I trod on it. And I've, I've, I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this question, but it'll be remiss of me not to ask. What did it feel like? Well, I, I, I did, at first I didn't realise what I'd done until I went to, to move. Oof. And then you had, a, you had a six foot bit of wood stuck to you. Yeah, the nail. Yeah, with, with a bit of wood. And was the wood moving around with you when you walked? Well, yeah, because I had to. I sat back down in the car and phoned my husband, and he came out. It was in our driveway. Was it his fault? And he, he came out and. Uh, did, did he have to do a thing where he put a foot on your shoulder, oh, like you're saying off your way, put a foot on your shoulder and pulled? No, I, I just wanted him to pull it out. He said, yeah, but you should go to the hospital. So we did, but he did pull it out. OK. Was it his fault that that bit of wood with the nail was there? No, because it wasn't there when I went to work. 
I, yeah, um, and is everything all right now, Wend? It's fine, and my name's Wendy. <laughs> yeah, don't get familiar. <laughs> Thank you, Wendy. 08459 455 555. Well, there you go. Ever had something stuck in you? Mark in Bedford, I had a car accident in my old Ford Fiesta hitting a tree. The gear stick went through one knee and into another. Oh! Popping my kneecap off in the process. Ay, 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 ay! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1 heading southbound. Two lanes are closed at the moment following an accident at Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. So it's looking very slow on camera at the moment. In Luton, very heavy moving on Airport Way, just at Junction 10A for the M1 around the Kidneywood roundabout. The M25 heading anti-clockwise is looking very slow, uh, just at Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. And taking a look so far at the trains, everything is running well, but there is disruption to flights to and from Italy at Luton Airport. Uh, due to some industrial action, so do check before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you so much. I'll be honest, I'm loving these phone-ins. I knew, I knew we wouldn't get many calls, but ever had something sharp stuck in you? Oh, ho, ho. Thank you so much, Wendy. Wowzers. 7.46, Friday the 24th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. A 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. And a pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local OAP centre. Joy Ashburn was accused of intimidating staff, but she feels she's been victimised for speaking up. Coming up, more of your calls. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, quite a mild start to the day, but uh, fairly cloudy and wet. Lots of rain around in varying uh, degrees, so we've got mainly light, drizzly stuff. But also, this afternoon, when it turns shower, it could become a little heavier. We may even hear some thunder. And uh, we've got temperatures up to about 16 degrees Celsius, but a slight southwesterly breeze. And tonight, we see the back of the rain before midnight, and then long, clear intervals, so quite chilly, with a bit of mist and fog developing, and lows of 7 degrees. So a cool start to tomorrow. That mist may take its time to clear but then we should be left with a largely dry day with plenty of sunny spells and lighter winds too with highs of 14 degrees celsius and on sunday it's also looking quite bright and mostly dry as well and next week we've got a high pressure building so although we should have some chilly nights we've got warm air coming up from the atlantic so uh, fairly mild days that's your latest forecast we'll be finding out just what's wrong with fanny after this Tomorrow afternoon, live football is the order of the day. We'll start with hearing how the managers are thinking. Both going into it in good form, so we know how difficult the afternoon's going to be. I want the individuals to flourish, I want the individuals to get better. Then move on to live commentary of Watford, Luton, MK Dons and Stevenage. Onto his right foot, goes for the far corner and scores! Great strike and Watford take the lead here! Straight into the bump of Freeman and it's a gift and Stevenage have the lead! Rounding off the day, there's your views and all the reaction after the final whistles. He seems bulletproof to me, but football-wise, he's deluded and clueless. Three County Sport, tomorrow from two, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Right, Catherine, I feel we have to keep setting up the stall again because so many of these uh, coconuts are being knocked off the shy. What are we talking about? What, now? Well, we'll, 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 we'll get to, to... Justin wants to talk about Fanny in a minute. We'll get there in a second. Before that... We're talking about what you've been chucked out of, what you've had stuck in you, and... Who you shared a lift with. Who you shared a lift with, and your cheapest haircut. OK. Well, Ben, which one of those did you fancy? I could talk about the haircuts and what I got chucked out of. Let's start with the haircut. How much you pay for your nut cut, Ben? £12. Hey, that's quite pricey compared to some of them. Yep. Do you, how often do you get it done? I get mine done pretty much once every four weeks or once a month. How often do you get yours done? Once a month because I've it all shaved off. Well, I'm gonna, what, you, get, you get it all shaved off? Yep. What are you paying 12 quid for that for? Get yourself some clippers. I'll do it. <laughs> Yep. Steady. <laughs> Come to me once a month, I'll do it, with a knife and fork. <laughs> ben can't believe his luck here, he's loving this, he's over the moon. But Ben, seriously, you could get your, your nut-cut shave, yep. for, you could get that for a fiver. Yeah. Yeah? Not interested? Mm. You like your hairdresser? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Now, you got kicked out of something. The local pub. Uh-oh, what were you doing? You weren't dealing speed, were you, Ben? No, no, no. Y- you weren't being um, aggressively violent, were you, Ben? No, no. What were you doing then, Ben? I told the DJ that I didn't like his music and they chucked me out. Ben. What was he playing? He was playing, like, old stuff from the 70s and 80s and some modern pop music. You mean crowd pleasers? Yeah. What, what music do you like, Ben? Like drum and bass and metal music. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like you're in the wrong place. Ben, yeah. so hang on a minute. So this fella's playing like a bit of my Kukachu and uh, Come On Eileen, and you go up to him and say, listen, where's, where's Slayer? We want something a little bit harder yeah. than this. Yeah. And he was having none of it. No. And when you say you told him you didn't like it, because yeah. there's going up to someone and say, all right, mate, I'm not that mad on the music you're playing. Got any Slayer? Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's that way of doing it. Or, yeah. Or, or, th- that wouldn't necessarily get you chucked out, though, would it? No, because I think my partner said I was a bit drunk and used to feel expletive. Uh, there we go, you see. And so so what did he say you said, your partner? Um, that, um, I can't remember exactly, but they didn't like it and chucked me out. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Are you allowed back in? Are you and your, your fellow, are you allowed back in that pub now? Yep. Well, that's great news, Ben. OK. Th- uh, thank you very much. Yep, thank you. There we go, you my see. My friend once requested drum and bass... Say, have you got any drum and bass? And the DJ went, who's he? Tinchy Strider's done a record with the Chuckle Brothers. Have you seen this? (laughs) Yeah. What's that all about? It's probably for charity. I'm hoping so. It's got to be, because I I met Tinchy when he was on his way up, and he seemed like a very enthusiastic, energetic young man who was keen on on, on breaking boundaries. And, boy, he's, he's broken a boundary there, the rubbish boundary, which I break every single morning. I think I know what the lyrics might be. Go on. To me. Can we find it? Can we get it? Yeah, we'll have you it. might have really, grown up watching them and thinking, I'm going to make a tune with them one day. I'm going to make a tune with them. You don't invite those idiots into the studio. They create mayhem. One of my favourites, we'll get to this thing, that there was a really, really funny line in, in, in um, uh, the Chuckle Brothers show once, right? It was a really funny there line. Wasn't. There was. They were, air, they were stewards on an aeroplane, right? And they, I don't know what they did. They muffed up completely and they knocked out, um, you probably couldn't do this now post 9-11, they knocked out the pilot and the, um, the, the co-pilot. So no one's flying the plane, right? So the Chucker Brothers, they don't want to create panic. So they go out to the back, to the passengers. It's so fun. I think this is a great gag. They go to the passengers. They say, right, we don't want to panic anybody, but is there anybody that can fly a plane? Silence. Is there anybody that, that, that's flown a glider? Silence. <laughs> anybody ever used a kite? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line, isn't it? 
Do you not think? Yeah. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Fans of the Buckinghamshire children's author Enid Blyton. I hope... Blyton. Apologies. Let's start that again. Fans of the Buckinghamshire children's author Enid Blyton are hoping that news of a film deal could do for her what Harry Potter did for J.K. Rowling. The Magic Faraway Tree series is set to be developed for a live-action film by the Neil Street Productions, owned by director Sam Mendes. However, like many of Blyton's works, the four-book series has been edited over time. Characters Dick and Fanny have fallen by the wayside, replaced by Rick and Franny. So what's wrong with Fanny? Justin Deedy has been asking that very question in Barton Leclay, the home of our big tour this week. Nothing's wrong with the name Fanny. My great-grandmother was called Fanny. It's an old English name. So anybody who's got an issue with Fanny, what would you say to those people? Get over it. There's nothing wrong with the name. Debbie, what's wrong with Fanny? Nothing, but today, you know, there's everything wrong with everything, isn't there? So they always find something wrong with something. Doesn't offend me at all. It's not politically correct. Mm. I think the world's gone mad, personally. I think that we uh, shouldn't be uh, so wrapped up in it all. We should all just get along. And, um, you know, in America they have fanny packs, don't they? Does that mean that they can't... I don't understand it, really, to be honest. Very good point, well made. <laughs> if, if there was a film out, I've got a funny feeling you'd go and watch it, wouldn't you? Oh, I would, definitely. Of course you would. Of course you would. It takes you back to a bygone era, doesn't it? Yeah. What's wrong with that? So, a very quick question for you. What's wrong with Fanny? I don't know. It's been a long time since I read it, Edna Blyton. Do you think there's anything wrong with Fanny? No, not really. And anybody who says that name hasn't got a place in our society nowadays, what would you say to those people? Well, I don't know. I'm going to cash point. Thank you, sir. Liz, good morning. Here we are in Barson, the home of our big tour. Again, you were, like many people here, uh, a massive Enid Blyton fan. Come on, what's wrong with Fanny? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with Fanny. <laughs> Does it amaze you that that name has been changed already and if a film comes out, it could be changed again? It shouldn't be changed. There's nothing wrong with the name at all. Fanny's Fanny, Fanny at the end of the Fanny. day. Yes, it is. Well, Professor David Rudd is a professor of children's literature at the University of Bolton and an expert on Enid Blyton. What's wrong with Fanny, David? Um, well, nothing in itself. It's a short name for Francis. It used to be very popular. Um, but obviously it has connotations, very different connotations, actually, in America, where it refers to your, your rear, your bottom. Uh, and Fanny, in this country, uh, obviously refers to the front part of a woman. So um, I think that's the associations that they want to avoid. We, by changing these names, we are denying... We're kind of rewriting history almost literally, aren't we? Because that, that's how these books were written. Um, yeah, I mean, it happens all the, all the time that these characters are being updated. And um, so I think if certain ones have unfortunate connotations, uh, you, you need to look at it carefully. I mean, one of uh, Enid Blyton's favourite words is, uh, well, there's two in fact. There's one's gay, people were gay, and uh, queer is an incredibly common word in her books. Um, they have very different associations again, but for modern people, young children, uh, they might pick up on the wrong associations. So I think these things need looking at and, and perhaps, you know, updating. It's interesting, isn't it? Because people do accept, um, you know, Enid Blyton. If someone were to, to I know, let's uh, reword Chaucer, because Chaucer's filthy. If we were to reword Chaucer or rewrite Shakespeare, there'd be an uproar, wouldn't there? 
Yeah, there seems to be a real distinction between uh, classics and popular culture. Mm. Uh, classics, yes, they, they stay as they are, but popular culture, you know, can change and does change with the times, which is why it remains popular. I mean, the, the Grimm's fairy tales, if you look at them, they rewrote their own ones throughout. Rapunzel in the first one, she's pregnant, which is why the witch finds out she's been visited. You know, they, they, they got rid of that. So, you know, it is a process that regularly occurs. And is it true, David, as well, that Sleeping Beauty, she wasn't... Um... Um, she wasn't um, uh, kissed awake. Um, well, she is in well, she is in lots of versions. Maybe you know another one. I don't know about. Oh, you see. And how cool is it being an expert on Enid Blyton? That's a wonderful thing to be an expert on. It's very strange. Uh, it, it started in the 1990s when I, I did a PhD on it, actually, and uh, people, I was the laughingstock, uh, nodding his way to a PhD, and <laughs> people came around and interviewed me, and, have you got a dog called Noddy? Could you, uh, sorry, Timmy, can you wear a Noddy hat for the interview? You know, they wouldn't do that if you were an adult and sort of dress no. up as Shakespeare. And, and I was, you know, a bit of the laughingstock, but over time I found it's, it's changed, and now people uh, are quite respectful of Blyton. There's been a shift. No, good for you. And very quickly, do we know anything about this this film? Do we know if it's going to be faithful to the story, or, or have any, anything been leaked? Uh, I don't know anything. I, I think it'll depart uh, way away from the story, which, which is a shame. The stories are, I think, some of the best Blyton. It's the one um, book that's named, I think, in the BBC Top 100, uh, the only named title by Blyton, because generally she's just known for series books. Mm. But that, that one has, you know, very fond memories for people. Quite edgy, quite, um, quite unusual, quite inventive. David, I really appreciate your time this morning. Fascinating. We'll, we'll get you on again, because I think that's... What a cracking title. Professor of Children's Literature and an expert on Enid Blyton. Absolutely wonderful. David Wright. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1 this morning, two lanes are closed at the moment following an accident. It's heading southbound, just a junction 11 for Dunstable Road, so looking very slow moving on camera at the moment. In Luton, it's looking heavy at the moment on Airport Way, just a junction 10A for the M1 around the Kidneywood roundabout. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing between junction 16 for the M40 and junction 15 for the M4. This is following a vehicle fire. No problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Man, it's a busy show. Where do we go? Um, ever had something sharp stuck in you? What have you been booted out of? How much does your haircut cost? And we'll play Tinchy Strider and the Chuckle Brothers. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, family of Stevenage man welcome benefits review, woman bailed after Bedfordshire terror arrest and Hertfordshire pensioner banned from OAP centre. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. 59-year-old David Clapson died in July from a lack of insulin after his job seeker's allowance was suspended. His sister Jill Thompson started an online petition which has been signed by over 200,000 people. They said they follow procedures, no errors were made. Uh, If people are dying, surely something's wrong with the procedures. 
My brother's not the only one. I've got a list of people that have died. The 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. Scotland Yard say the woman, who has not been named, has been bailed until early February pending further inquiries. Police searched two addresses in Bedfordshire, including one in Kempston. Britain has been ordered to pay an extra £1.7 billion towards the European Union budget because its economy has performed better than expected in recent years. Downing Street says the government will challenge the decision. Council leaders want to scrap the ban on parents taking their children on holiday during term time. The local government association says it should be down to head teachers to take a common sense approach on the issue. This week, a Bedfordshire head teacher cancelled her term time holiday after criticism from parents at Elstow School. More from Alex Forsyth. Until September last year, head teachers could grant up to 10 days leave for family holidays in special circumstances. Now, absence from school is only allowed in exceptional circumstances and not for holidays. The local government association said hard-pressed parents either had to pay holiday costs, which could be double those of term time, or risk a £60 fine for taking their child out of school. But two teaching unions said missing school could damage a child's education and the Department for Education said head teachers did still have discretion to grant time off. Police who conducted taxi checks in Luton last night say over half had to be taken off the road. 31 vehicles were inspected, 18 of which were suspended from working. Police say three had what they describe as significant mechanical defects. A pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local centre for older people. Joy Ashburn was barred from Douglas Tilby House in Welling Garden City after receiving a letter from Age UK Hertfordshire. She says she was accused of intimidating staff but feels she's been victimised for speaking up about the meals. I, I can't sit by and watch elderly people walked all over. It's not fair to them. They need to be... Um, they need the dignity. And the way that they do things without telling them or even asking them is not very dignified, is it? In sport, in last night's Europa League matches, Tottenham beat the Greek side Asteras Tripolis 5-1. Everton drew 0-0 away to Lille. The weather, some rain this morning, which will be heavy at times, but clearing this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Hey, Kelly, what's wrong? Are you in a bad mood? I'm not in a bad mood. I'm just asking. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a super village. It's got all the amenities. Telling everyone about where you live. It's a nice atmosphere, people walking the dogs. In snow, in sunshine, in a beautiful sunset. All this week, we're uncovering Barton Leclay. I wouldn't leave it. If you paid me millions, I still wouldn't leave. I love it here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, good morning to you. It's Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday. Busy show this morning, boys and girls. Ladles and jelly spoons. <laughs> oh, I hate people that say that. I hate them as much as I hate jugglers. I've never heard that before. you never heard children's entertainers say, uh, hello, ladles and jelly spoons. <laughs> no. you never heard that. I've lived that when I was a child. Well, you're, you're a child. Hello, ladles and jelly spoons. We didn't have children's entertainers. You just had a stone that you'd look at. A stick. Yeah, that's all. Good morning, ladles and jelly spoons. Busy show. So, we are asking, uh, ever shared a lift with anyone? Doesn't have to be anyone famous. Um, what sharp things have you had stuck in your body? 
what have you been barred from or kicked out of? How much did your haircut cost? Um, and what's wrong with Fanny? It's a, it really is very, very busy. If you want to give us a call, now is a really good time, actually. 08... 08- Four five nine, four double five, five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Biggers is in Hemel. Morning, Biggers. Hello, me old mucker, me old round the cobblers and up the apples and pears, your dirt box. <laughs> I'm all right, sir. How are you? Yeah, very, very well, thank you. <laughs> Always bringing a cheer, mate, isn't you? Everyone's facing. I like to, yeah. All right. Did, um, you, ever, you, did you ever used to go um, dirt, dirt biking? That was the phrase. Did you ever used to go dirt biking? No, I never did that, mate. No, I, I always can't went, <laughs> it always looks so exciting, wasn't it? You get yeah. your, you get your bike, you, your BMX or sometimes a motorbike, That's and you it. go go around and get into. But I, I was always a little bit of um, I was a bit of a coward to be honest, Biggers. Oh, would you, mate? Yeah, I didn't like being hurt. I'll probably get my little boy into it. He's uh, he, he likes all that sort of you, stuff. You, mucking around you and... get him doing that. Anyway, what you've not called in about that, have you, Biggers? No, what no, you no, 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 no. I, I drive for a living here, and oh, I, yeah. I, I, I could, I, I've just been rubbing my eyes. I couldn't believe what I've just seen. What? The first set of Christmas lights outside somebody's house. You know those snowdrops, yeah. the blue and the white ones? Yep. Hanging down out the front in, in Bushy. Good for them. It's not even It's not even November yet, mate. No, I know, but it's... Hang on, what's the date today? Is it the 24th? Well, we're only two months away from Christmas uh, Eve. Yeah, but it'll probably leave them up two months after. And Beautiful. Wouldn't they? That's, you, like, that's a third of the year gone. You cannot start Christmas soon enough for me. I love it. Oh, no, I think that's ridiculous, mate. I bet you... Four months. Well, I bet you... Hang on a minute. Let's put this out there. Dear listener, Biggers has seen some Christmas lights outside somebody's house. Is he being a miserable so-and-so by saying bar humbug? Bar humbug. Or do you think it's a good idea? 08459 455 555. Thank you, Biggers. He's gone. He's had enough. Yeah, my first year with Turkey, Kelly Betts. You're absolutely spot on. Is it? Be you. Well, first year in 26 years with, Tur- with Turkey, yeah. Are you going to just go for Turkey? Are you Are going to have some gammon? I'm having everything. Good for you. Did man. it have a face? I'll eat it. Oh. That's my motto. What about your children? If they get on my nerves enough. Which they will. Then, yeah. I've met them. Oh, wait. Tell me really about my Ooh, kids. What? Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Fantastic. The first Christmas lights are up. How wonderful is that? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now's a good time to give us a call. The family of a Stevenage man who died after his benefits were cut are welcoming plans to review the system. 59-year-old diabetic David Clapson died through lack of insulin in July. He couldn't afford to run his fridge to keep his medication cool and he hadn't been eating properly. His benefits had been cut just 18 days previously. Well, MPs will now look into the rights and wrongs of the welfare system. That's going to happen next year. Something the Labour leader of Stevenage Borough Council, Sharon Taylor, has been calling for for some time. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Ian. Why have you been calling for this? What, what what do you think is wrong? Well, first of all, can I pay a huge tribute to Jill Thompson, who's David's sister, who, you know, in spite of the very tragic sister circumstances her family faced, has 
worked tirelessly to get to where we are today with um, MPs committing to do um, an inquiry on this through the Select Committee for the Department for Work and Pensions. I think it's really important in, um, there are, it's not just David, and um, you know, Jill is very determined to make sure no other family goes through what they've been through. Um, we've heard loads and loads of stories um, as Jill's petition's been up online, and she's had 211,000 signatures on her petition of other families. But, you know, they've lost loved ones because of this wicked sanctions regime. Well, what do you, what do you think is the problem? What, what, where is it going wrong, in your opinion? Well, what, what happened with David was that the vulnerability that he had was not picked up. David was, uh, he was an ex-serving soldier. He'd worked for 16 years for BT. He'd cared for his mother uh, when she had Alzheimer's for seven years. Um, he, and yet he had his own vulnerabilities. And they weren't picked up. He was diabetic. And um, he was somebody who needed to be supported. He'd paid into the system. And, you know, I like to think that the, the way our system works is if you pay into it when you're in need, that system will help you out. But nobody picked up how vulnerable David was. Is it the responsibility uh, of... Because he was reluctant to ask for help. And maybe if he'd made yes, he more was. noise... I'm just, you know, being hypothetical. If he'd made more noise, then the system might have kicked into, into gear. Who, who is it really, you know, the people at the job centre and, and like that, to, to notice that someone is perhaps more vulnerable than someone else? Well, uh, when someone has a known medical need, and they did know about David's diabetes... Surely you don't leave someone with that known medical need when you know that um, taking benefits away from that person, meaning they can't either buy food, which you need to eat, they can lose your diabetic, or keep your insulin cool. Um, that just shouldn't have happened. And, you know, one of the things that Jill always says is they said all their processes were followed, but her brother died. You know, it's all very well having processes to follow. If someone dies at the end of it, the processes aren't right, are they? So um, I think it's a welcome this inquiry. I think, and I'd like to thank um, Debbie um, Abrahams, the MP for Alderman Saddleworth, who has um, worked through the Department of Work and Pensions to bring the inquiry in. I just think we need a good look at this to make sure that the sanctions regime isn't um, leaving people vulnerable people with no means of support. The government don't want an inquiry. They're not... Is, is it going to be toothless, Sharon, do you think? Do you, will it have any impact? Well, no, because the select committee is part of the parliamentary process, and I hope they'll have a real good, close look at this, and they'll be able to make some recommendations through to government of, around how the benefit system is... Oper- the sanction system is operated, and I hope they will do that, and I hope the government will take notice of it. Sharon, I appreciate they shouldn't ignore it when 200,000 people have signed a petition, should they? Sharon, I appreciate your time. That's uh, the leader, Labour leader of Stevenage Borough Council, Sharon Taylor. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Look at you. Look at Boiling juggling headphones. Have we got any texts or anything that yeah, we need to? Yeah, we've got loads. To? Let's, let's have some texts. We've got loads. Very busy on the phones, by the way. Loads. Thank you for calling. We'll get to those in a minute. Uh, as a kid, we were practically... This is from Nikki Milton Keynes. This is about things you've had... Uh, well, this is supposed to be things you've had stuck in you. This appears yeah. to be something, things you've had land on you. Oh, we'll have that. As a kid, we were pratting around with a broken metal mop handle and a washing line. Yeah, oh. Always a good idea. Um, well, what goes up must come down, and it did hit me straight in the head. 
It's not the phone in, but we'll have it. We'll have it. I used to talk about things stuck in you. You know the compasses that you could draw circles with? Yeah. What's wrong? Yeah, I did that to a boy at school once. Well, I would put it in the, the fleshy bit of the hand mm. and lift it up like yeah, that. Because yeah. it don't hurt. You've got no feeling there. You've got very little feeling there. So you'd stick this, this rusty bit of metal through the skin and lift it up and then go up to girls and go, ooh. Are they still allowed to use math sets at oh. school? Because that was what the compass was used for, for carving your initials in the desk. That is an excellent, excellent question. Can we find out? Mums and dads, boys and girls, ladles and jelly spoons, would you welcome to the stage the magnificent Marco? Uh, I don't think we ever used the set square. Protractor, yes, set square. And then there was a thinner one. What was that? The protractor was the one that was like a duh. Yep. I used to pretend they were the laser guns from Space yes. 1999. Yes. Uh, mums and dads, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome to the stage the magnificent Marco? No. That's the stick, the, the wheel stick to measure the roads. That wasn't in your math set, and I had a really big one. Yeah, you plum. Do our boys and girls, ladles and jelly spoons, would you please welcome to the stage Magnificent Marco? No, do they still take compasses into school? Because they're pointy. I bet they're probably not allowed to, because you could have someone's eye out with that. You could. Did anyone ever have anyone's eye out with something? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. That warning always came when you had your umbrella. What didn't yeah. it? Careful. Did anybody? Okay, here's, this is a great question. So, are kids allowed to take compasses into school? Did anybody ever have anybody's eye out with anything? And did ever anybody ever um, get a lollipop stick stuck in their mouth? Oh, you mean? Yeah. Don't don't, don't walk with that. that. You'll get stuck in your back of your throat if you fall over. Did that happen to anybody? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Pam's on the line. Morning, Pam. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Mrs. Pam. What have you got for us? I uh, well, let me tell you this. Yes. Christmas is not coming. What? Christmas is not coming. It's right now. It's Diwali. Good, but Pam, could, Pam, could you say that again? Well, Christmas has not come too soon. Let's put it like that. Okay, it's, it's Diwali now. It's Diwali, and our Asian, uh, we should say, our Muslim friends light up the place like Christmas. My little boy has learnt all about Diwali and he was telling me about it while he was in the bath the other night and it was fantastic. He knew all the goddesses' names, he knew everything that was going oh, on. Yeah, it was wonderful. So, but the, these lights that we... Cause a caller has, has seen some, what he thought were Christmas lights outside someone's house. You're thinking they might be Diwali lights? Well, I know they are. I've got three um, Muslim neighbours yeah. and they've all got these lovely lights outside. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a Muslim thing, is it? Well, it, it's, 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 uh, well, it's Hindu, actually, isn't it's, it? It's, yeah, it's the Sikhs, isn't it? Yeah, Hindu, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. And anyway, they've all got three of them here, yeah. and they've got they've had lights out. When I got up this morning and it was dark, yeah. I thought it was Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well... It was lovely. Uh, well, uh, do you get excited about Christmas, Pam? Well, I'm Jewish. Oh, you can still get excited about Christmas, but can't you? I do enjoy it. Yeah, I you... do enjoy it. Because you're not Sikh and you're enjoying a bit of Diwali. That's right. Yeah. Why not? I, listen, all these people say, "Oh, well, I don't, I don't want all these different religions." I'll have as many religious festivals. Is there food? Is oh, there food? Yes. Then I'll have it. I'll bring on Diwali. I'll have it. If there's food, I'm in. That's right. Pam, thank <laughs> you very much indeed for reminding us. Of course, it's Diwali. All these these plums that say, "Oh, this, I don't want all these foreign religious festivals." Over. Is there food? Yeah, I'll have it. I'll have it. Love it. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
the M1 heading southbound. There's a lane closed following an accident. Um, at Junction 11 for Dunstable Road, it is looking rather slow now to Junction 12 at Flittick at the moment. In Luton, very heavy moving on the airport way, just at Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabout. And in Watford, the A41 Northwestern Avenue is looking very slow on the sensors at the moment, just at the Dome roundabout. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing following an earlier vehicle fire between Junction 16, the M40, and Junction 15 for the M4. Clockwise on the M25, rather heavy between Junction 14 at Horton Road and Junction 16 for the M40. And disruptions to flights to and from Italy at Luton Airport, so do check before travelling. It's all due to some industrial action that's taking place. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Has anybody ever had somebody's eye out with something ever? Scott has tweeted, eye out. Chris's mate held a dartboard... Oh, listen to this, Kath. Chris's mate held a dartboard with the bullseye popped out... No. ...up to his eye... Why? ...and invited people to throw darts. Bosh! <laughs> Has anybody ever had anybody's eye out with anything? 08459 Ah, oh, man. 8.17, it's Friday the 24th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. A 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. And a pensioner from Hertfordshire has been banned from attending her local OAP centre. Joy Ashburn was accused of intimidating staff, but she feels she's been victimised for speaking up. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Jonathan <laughs> I was just sorry. I was just copying your homework. Well, yeah, you're having a little look, weren't you? What I'm doing? You oh, wanted a sneaky preview. You've got a dog's hair on you. Oh you? no, that's the cat. Oh, for goodness sake! I've got a white cat and a black dog. Oh, look at Ebony and Ivory. It's like uh, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Yeah, we're, like we're very racially integrated in you. my house. But which, but which do you prefer? Which causes the most trouble? What? If you had to get rid of one, which would it be? Oh, don't ask me <laughs> that. I love them both Good. in equal measure. Um, but it does mean that I can't wear any clothes now. What? Where, well, because... Uh, Please finish that sentence. Because if I, wear, if I wear dark clothes, then obviously the dog hair doesn't show up on it. But yeah. if I wear, you know, my cream action slacks, oh. then the uh, dog hair now shows up on that. It's so a disaster. So are you walking around your house naked? So you don't get yeah, hairs on you? Yeah, yeah, I try to, yeah. Gosh, what, a, what, a, what an image for a Friday. <laughs> What's on your show this morning? Well, I, I'm very opinionated about this. I don't know whether you are. You've got such funny views on the winter. Sorry? I'm coming up uh, coming up on this morning's big <laughs> phone. Funny well, views you, you on you the have. winter. You've got these funny views. I like the winter, yeah. I know you do. You're the only person in the it. world who likes the cold and oh, rain. It was so dark this morning at 7 o'clock. Wonderful. I, I knew I knew this was something you and I would not agree on. Coming up on the big phone in this yep. morning at nine, is it time we stopped changing the clocks in this oh. country? It's the Times front page today. Researchers say Britain should keep its clocks an hour ahead all year round in line with the rest of Europe. Experts at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine say adopting Central European time would give us lighter evenings and make everyone more healthy. 
Controlled tests have shown that children's total daily activity levels are 15 to 20% higher on summer days when the sun sets after 9pm compared to winter when it's very often dark before 5 o'clock. That's because it's warmer. A bill on shifting the clocks forward was debated in Parliament between 2010 and 2012, but it never received enough support to become law. Well, I am very, very passionate about this. I hate hate it when we have to put the clocks back which we will have to do this weekend i despise it because this time next week we will be plunged into darkness early in the afternoon the day is tiny the day is short everyone feels they have to be at home inside with the front door locked far earlier than we do at the moment i'm sick of it and why do we do it I'll tell you why we do it. We do it because of a handful of of Scottish farmers who are complaining that it would still be dark at 10 o'clock in the morning if we didn't change it. Why can't they have their own time? Why do we have to change our time? Um, Sick of it. Gosh. Um... I suppose if, uh, if people uh, people can phone up and discuss this with you, or are you just going to do an hour-long rant? I don't know. Wow. I'll see which way it goes, but I'm prepared to. Gosh. From nine this morning, I'd quite like you to join in with this conversation. Is it time we stopped changing the clocks in this country? If we just left okay. it now, no, yeah. how it is now, I'm gonna, all year round, I'm gonna play a perfect. OK, that's... I'm just going to... You don't gonna, need to change I'm it. I'm going to play this Ridiculous. Every Saturday from 12. Great songs you haven't heard for years. Justin Dealey. This still sounds incredible. Jay has texted me. This one's for you. Coming up today, we go back to the 70s for our golden oldie rundown. Let's get that jukebox open. Two hours of great music and great memories. She says, this reminds me of when I used to go to the Unicorn Pub in Leighton Buzzard. We are playing the UK charts from this day back in 1970. Martin in Woburn Sands has texted me. It was first recorded by Richard Chamberlain in 63. Justin Dealey. Spread the word two hours of great songs and great memories. Every Saturday from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 555 555. We'll take more calls uh, in a little bit. That's a good That's a good clip, isn't it? Christmas is not coming. That's well, all wonderful. She's going to get kicked out of Sunday school, like Lisa <laughs> in Bedford. We're talking about where you've been uh, banned and kicked By out. By the way, sorry, can I just say, uh, Jonathan obviously made a mistake during that thing. The clocks go forward this weekend, just to clarify that. I don't want any confusion. Lisa in Bedford sent me a text. Me. I got kicked out of Sunday school for using the hymn books as a spell book and pretending to make witch <laughs> potions with them. I've also had carpet tacks stuck in my foot and my father-in-law haircut is free as my mother-in-law does it for him. That's Lisa in Bedford covering oh. all the bases. Oh, oh, I love it when we get someone who goes for gets a, a home run. Oh, oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Just a reminder, we'll, we'll take some more calls after half past. Cheapest haircut, well, we won't be free. Um, thing, when you've had bits of things stuck, stuck in, in your you. body, uh, work you've been booted out of? Uh, has anybody ever had anybody's eye out with anything ever? Mm-hmm. Um, that'll probably do, wouldn't it? I think so. Okay. Do you want another one, a quick one? Give us one more, go on. This is a st- stuck in you. Yep. Uh, as a child, we used to make piles of leaves and dive headfirst into them. I did this, says Phil, and came up with the end of a branch stuck in my wrist. <laughs> 
I also got a fishing hook caught in my lip at about the same age. Fill the fish. I, I really didn't think that one would take off as well as it has done, but isn't it wonderful? Thank you. We'll have some more of your calls and texts on that in a bit. But on to slightly more serious issues. A Stevenage woman is uh, talking about the importance of body confidence after her teenage daughter died trying to fit in. Kay Whiteman was born with a condition called pectus excavatum, which meant her chest curved inwards. Well, she died from complications during surgery to correct it. Kay's mum, Angela Whiteman, joins me now. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Ian. Thanks very much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about Kay. What, what was she like? She was very bubbly. Um, she could brighten the room with her smile. She could also be quite shy and self-conscious. Like, um, she didn't like to wear tight tops because of her chest. So the um, chest is, is not a condition I'm, I'm aware of. The, the, the chest curved inwards at the breast, did it? In between the breast, she had like, um, it looked like a canyon. You could fit your whole fist in there. And her left breast was normal, but her right breast was just a little swelling. So she couldn't wear a bra. And if she wore tight tops, it looked like she'd only got one breast. So she was really conscious of it. And how did that uh, affect her? She became very withdrawn. Um, although she had a boyfriend and she was very popular at school, she didn't like to wear, like, if we went swimming, she'd wear a proper swimming costume. Sometimes she wouldn't, like, she'd get straight in the water. She didn't like to be on show, or, you know. She was very shy about it. Well, it, 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 all teenage, most teenagers are very uh, unconscious, uh, uncomfortable with their bodies. So to have something that is actually, uh, you know, physically different from other bodies, that must have been hard work for her. It was, and it was very noticeable as well, because she was so thin. So how did she find out about this surgery? Was, did, was, did the doctor recommend it? Did she find it online? No, we went, um, she came home from school one day and said that some girls had commented on the way she looked when she was getting changed. And she was quite upset about it. So I made an appointment with our, with our local doctor. And from there, we were referred to our local hospital. And then from the local hospital, we were sent to Great Ormond Street for more tests and to see if they could actually fix Kay's chest. And they obviously, they worked out that they, they probably could, that it was worth yeah. proceeding. How old was she when she went for this operation? She was 16. Oh. What went wrong? Um, the first surgery was supposed to take two and a half hours and it took five because they couldn't stabilise the bar. Um, after the surgery, she spent a week in hospital. She came home, but when she came home, she was in so much pain. We did know that she would be in pain from the operation, but it was horrendous. We didn't realise how debilitating it would be, really. So they were, they were pushing her chest out? Yes. When did you realise that uh, there was a problem? Um, the first episode of her coughing up blood was in March. Um, she was staying at her dad's in Milton Keynes, and they rushed her to Milton Keynes A&E. She was taken to intensive care, um, and they diagnosed a pulmonary bleed, which is a bleed on the lung, and um, pneumonia, and they kept her there for a week. Great Ormond Street were informed, but they decided that treat her, get her better, send her home, and they hoped to see her when she was well, but they never asked to see her, and Kay seemed to pick up, seemed to do really well. And then um, in May, she had another episode of coughing up blood. She was at home. I rushed her to lift the hospital. Um, 
they put her again in intensive care and she was she went in on the Monday on the Thursday they decided that they were going to send her to tran- transfer her to Great Ormond Street to have the bar removed mm. and during removal of the bar which didn't happen until the Saturday um, she bled out um, her heart stopped beating for 20 minutes and the outcome was irreversible brain damage Oh, Angela, I'm so sorry. I miss her every day. Yeah, of course you do. There's nothing I can say, is there, really? I mean, I, I can't even begin to imagine how you must be feeling. This is this is it's so recent and so fresh. It's, it's two years on, and it does help to talk about her. I love to talk about her. She was, she was so beautiful, and... I just wish you could have mm. seen how beautiful she was. Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that it helps to talk about it about her. Yeah. And uh, to remember, and I'm sure you think about her every day. Oh, I do. Yeah. Angela, uh, uh, listen, I don't want to ask you anymore because I don't want to upset you anymore. I, okay. I, I think no, I don't. I don't want. To, I don't want you to come on. I don't want to make you more upset and have you crying on the radio because that, that's not what it's about. But I really appreciate you uh, you se- sharing Kay's story with yeah. us this morning. I just wanted to like it's more common in boys than yeah. girls, and I just wanted to say if there's anybody out there with this condition, it didn't affect Kay's breathing. It wasn't, and it wasn't an illness as such. It was she had it done for cosmetic reasons. And if there's anybody out there thinking about having it done for cosmetic reasons, think about what you have, you know, be be thankful for what you've got, really, and don't rush into anything. It's a very strong message, Angela. Thank you for your time. That's OK. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, what a sad story. 16-year-old girl, Kath. Uh, you can hear more from uh, Angela. Angela will be uh, uh, telling more about Kay's story and probably going into a little bit more detail on Shrink Wrapped at uh, 1pm this Sunday with Sophie Solaria. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking rather slow at the moment on the Great North Road, heading southbound at the Black Cat roundabouts, where those major roadworks are continuing. There's a lane close on the M1, so it's looking very slow, heading southbound at Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. It's all due to an accident that's happened there. Take a look at the M25, heading anti-clockwise. That's queuing following an earlier vehicle fire between Junction 16, the M40, and Junction 15 for the M4. Heading clockwise on the M25, it's looking rather slow on the sensors between Junction 40 for Horton Road and Junction 16 at the M40. And taking a look at the trains, so far there's no problems there, but there is disruption to flights to and from Italy at Luton Airport. It's all due to industrial action. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. 59-year-old David Clapson died in July from a lack of insulin after his job seeker's allowance was suspended. A 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail and Britain has been ordered to pay an extra £1.7 billion towards the European Union budget because its economy has performed better than expected in recent years. Downing Street says the government will challenge the decision. 
Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. In last night's Europa League matches, Tottenham beat the Greek side Asteris Tripolis 5-1. Harry Kane scored a hat-trick but ended up in goal after Hugo Lloris was sent off. Everton drew 0-0 away to Lille. Tomorrow, second place Watford go to third place Middlesbrough in the Championship. Alman Abdi is ruled out and there's also a doubt over on-loan Sebastian Bassong as Slavisa Jokanovic prepares for his third game in charge. We are one week team all together and uh, we are trying to explain what we exactly want. We start one process and uh, soon I expect we will play better what we played last game. In League One, Milton Keynes Dons go to Doncaster. They'll check on the fitness of Carl McFadden and Dean Bowditch. League Two leaders Wickham are at home to Dagenham. Third place Luton, just a point behind the leaders, could welcome back Alex Lawless at home to Northampton, with John Still's side hoping to make it seven wins in a row. We're capable of, of those magic moments. And uh, I think that, you know, we have to make those magic moments tell. And at the moment, we are. And I think that. You know, season goes, I think the magic moments might last for, for longer spells, but sometimes haven't got to last long. What was I think two goals in was it three minutes the other night? And we do have that capability. And Stevenage hosts second place Burton, whose manager Gary Rowett looks set to leave for Birmingham. Here's the borough boss, Graham Wesley. You know, whether he goes or whether he doesn't, they're, they're at Burton and their futures, their careers are going to be defined by what goes on at Burton. So I'm sure the players will be, they're professional enough to be where they are in the league right now. I'm sure they'll be professional enough to keep their mind focused on the job, irrespective of what the manager does or doesn't do. And in tennis, Andy Murray will play the South African Kevin Anderson today in the quarterfinals of the Valencia Open as he continues his bid to qualify for the season-ending World Tour Finals in London. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee okay. on BBC Three Counties really Radio. really is a busy show. What have you been chucked out of? Ever been in a lift with anyone? How much did your haircut cost? <laughs> Ever had anything sharp stuck in you? Are kids allowed to take compasses to school anymore? And has anybody ever had an eye out with anything ever? I mean, we were always warned about umbrellas. Yeah. The, 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 the uh, P.S. to Scott's story. Oh, no. His, his friend of Chris's... Who is Chris? I've got no idea. Um, I think it's his partner. Um, it was, had a dartboard with the bullseye missing. <laughs> He held it up to his eye and invited people to take a chunk. He had his eye out. Um, and <laughs> Scott has done a PS. That's a true story. He's now got a glass eye. Makes me laugh nearly every day. Well, we're not... Come, come on. on. Uh, that Although, does, if there's ever a definition of bringing it on yourself, that there is it, isn't and it? That is another phone-in. Um, uh, uh, where did you get your glass eye from, Grandad? Oh, eight four five nine. <laughs> Four double five, five double Gosh, five. If my granddad had had a glass eye, he was bad enough with his false teeth. Those things got everywhere. Where did you get your glass eye from, granddad? Oh, I hope we get a call on that. I really do. Karen says, My sister, are oh, we talking about things you've had stuck in you? Yeah. <laughs> I wish you were doing this radio show with these, because I would be at home listening to this right now. Well, listen to this. Go on. My sister got a pen stuck in her cheek when she was little, running towards the front door, carrying the pen, tripped. She has a scar as a reminder. P.S. Oh, is that Karen that was uh, messing about yesterday? Oh. I got ready for work quicker today. I'm off now. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, Karen. Bye. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Anything else or? Uh, hang on. Uh, yes. <laughs> Can I do this one? 
Wow, gosh, you're self-centering. That's why. Um, okay, here we go. I went to a do. The music was rubbish. <laughs> okay. I went and asked the bloke on the decks if he had any Preparation H or Raven hemorrhoids. He said he'd have a look through the collection. <laughs> That's from Regins and Orvins. I, I, yeah, okay. Uh, and we've also got uh, Phil chucked out of a gig at Hammersmith while well, he was threatened with uh, being thrown out because. Um, Jumping around too much at a Slayer gig. Oh, you can't jump around too much at a Slayer gig. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We did mention earlier on that Tinchy Strider, who he, well, he's a um, a young rap artist, has recorded a record with the Chuckle Brothers. Oh, we have to have a listen, don't we? Uh, hello, hello. I swear you're the Chuckle Brothers, you must be Barry. in his heart. Oh. Nah, something's weird, where's your letters? In the van. Go get him, Barry. What now? Yes. Just a minute. It's Tinchy. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's me. Look up there, there's a leak. There is exactly the pair I need. Now, wait, in fact, let me ask one question. One question? Just one. I respect you both. So, welcome here, but who or what really brought you here? Dan. In his van. Silly question. Yes. What a silly question. Oh. Chicken rude, I know my role. You play yours too and put them ladders up here before you trip over laces. Tie up the shoes. I wear slip ons. Get the ladders about it. Mate, over here, quick word. Barry's got shoes and they come with laces. You must have bought. Over here, quick word. Barry's got shoes and they come with laces. Are you taking the mick? Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, safe in it. Oh dear. 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 Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. There's a lover who's taking hey, it. To me. To you. To me. To you then. This is awful. To, to you. To me. To you then. Make it stop. Flippin that makes me want to stick something sharp in my ears. I won't, that would be stupid, but it makes me want to. Flippin' heck. What is that all about? Connor, can you believe that? No. That's incredible. That's a, is that a real record, Kelly? Apparently. Flipping heck! <laughs> if, you, if they sent that into BBC Unsigned, what's it called? Introducing? Yeah. You wouldn't play that, would you? No. No, okay. Why are you walking like that? What? You're walking with a stoop. Was I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Connor, what you got for us? Okay, well, basically, I had something sharp uh, shoved into my spine. Oh! Yeah. Go on. Um, I was in hospital and I had to have a lumbar puncture. <laughs> I have had a lumbar puncture, as they call it in America, the spinal tap. Um, and uh, do you know what? How did you find it? Um, I found it the most painful experience I've ever had. But they missed it. They missed. They got the wrong bit. And what they're doing is they are sucking out your spinal juice, aren't they? Yeah. Which is insane. And you see it, and it's like, it looks, it, it's like a weird glistening juice. That's your spine juice. Yeah, and there's hardly any that comes out from the time yeah, the I was thinking, oh, there's going to be loads of, because you've got to stay like that. It's about 45 minutes, isn't it, I think? Yeah. The thing, because I had it done, and, uh, and I was terrified about it, absolutely terrified. And do you know what? It was all right. It was uncomfortable, but it mm. was all right. But boy, oh boy, I was not prepared for the uh, next week of feeling like... Sh- oh, it was shocking. Yeah, yeah, The next week, I got... Because I got out, and I thought, that was all right. I survived a bit sore. I survived it. A little bit of a headache when I went to bed. <laughs> In the morning, I woke up, and I was fine. I got up, standing upright for ten minutes. Oh, I had... Yeah. I felt... I couldn't... I was dizzy. I was swaying over the place. I had a terrible headache. I was... And I was like that for a week. You have to lie flat for a week. Yeah, I mean, luckily I was in hospital anyway, so I was already doing that. But <laughs> Man alive. Yeah, Connor, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Of course, the lumbar puncture. I've had one of those. Oy. I felt it squeak. Yeah, he squeaks. 
It's like eating a McDonald's. It's squeaky meat. And I had it, and I, yeah, I felt all right. But then that week after, I, I was awful. I couldn't. I lay down. I f- I'd feel all right laying down, and then as soon as I moved, I got up. Long term, it yeah. doesn't do it so much now. But for about a couple of years after that, yeah, my tail would ache. <laughs> you know where your tail should be. Yeah, your yeah. coccyx that would sometimes really ache. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I'm glad I survived a lumbar puncture because I I I was worried. About, I know what to do now. Just just book a week off work, lie down, and uh, lo- load a load of films onto your computer. That's what you need to do mm-hmm. to survive. The injection itself was all right. She was good, my nurse. It was all right. Uh, I wouldn't want to do that again. I wouldn't want to do it again. But then who wants to do it in the first place? But then I've seen Spinal Juice. Who else has seen spi- ever seen Spinal Juice? Oh, I was so tempted to put my finger in and have a little taste. Oh. No! Why? It's, it's clear if you've... Uh, it's natural, I suppose. I'm going to ask this question, but I, I, I really want you to deal with it in a sensitive, mature way, dear listener, OK? It's only 20 minutes. Oh, no. Can I ask this? Well, I, I want to phrase this question. I don't want it to be, I don't I, think you can. I don't want a mucky answer. What bottle... No. no. Can't? No. OK, thank you very much. Justin! Hey, good morning, boss. Good morning, Justin! Uh, great show. It's been quite good today, hasn't it? Mm, it's been all right. Great Vox on Fanny. Yeah, no problem at all. Loved it, loved it, loved it. What you got for us now? Well, you've been talking about nut cuts this morning. <laughs> Mike, I've got to say, my boys came in, it was quite a while ago now, the boys came in over summer to see, you know, what Daddy does in the morning. And they met you. Mm. And you, you were very kind. You had a chat with them. I, I get the impression you're slightly awkward around kids. No, no, I'm OK. okay. I'm OK. I, I just like to talk to them like a, like a normal human being. I don't <laughs> like to patronise children. When people talk down to children, it annoys me. Right, so, I just don't do that. So, uh, good for you. So, mm. so, so, Justin met my kids. And then a few months later, I was talking about work. And I said, oh, my friend Justin. And, and my eldest said, oh, do I know Justin? I said, yeah, you met Justin. No, 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 I don't think I have. I said, no, no, you've met, when you came in, you met Justin. And he thought, and he went... Ah, nutcut! <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. haircut, by the way. That's it, yes. We're talking about nutcuts. Uh, you paid £29 for your haircut, which I thought was pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've taken this one to the streets. <laughs> You've had some calls already. You know sometimes when you think, do you know what? You lead yeah. a, a very normal life and yeah. you do things very normally and then you go to the streets and you realise, no, you're not normal at all. I've been uh, asking men how much they pay for their hair. I was really shocked by this. Here's what people had to say. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Here we are in Barson, sir. What's your name? Rodney. Rodney. Yeah. Rodney, how much do you pay for a nut cut? I don't buy them, I think. No, no, haircut. Haircut? Mm. Oh, £13. £13, yeah. Where's that? That's men at work in Hitchin. Right, OK. Um, what do you think about men like Ian Lee who pay £29 for a haircut? That's uh, a little bit exorbitant, I'd say. Okay. What about Mario Bellatelli who spends £500 a week on a haircut? That's just plain insane. Absolutely insane. That's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. He's nuts about his nut cut. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Take care, mate. From, uh, from the BBC, from Ian Lee show, how much are you paying for your haircut? Swipe on. Do you feel like you get good value for money? Yeah. Do you feel like you look fresh on the streets? Yeah. Sir, in your leather jacket this morning, looking cool with the hair, kind of a, a fresh look. Um, how much do you pay for your haircut? 20 quid. Ah, right. Now, now we're getting somewhere. This morning, everyone I've spoken to says they're paying nine, ten yeah, yeah. pounds. It's not enough, is it? I can pay four quid, three quid. 
right? But uh, because I go to this one place that's just very convenient and they just do it regularly as five-week intervals, I'm happy. You don't mind me asking, how old are you? 66. See, this haircut makes you look young. It makes you look fresh, doesn't it? So so you're getting good value for money, aren't you? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, I could get six haircuts for the same amount of money. (laughs) But you'd look a mess probably for four quid a go. Yeah, but I usually do look a mess, you know, so... (laughs) Aaron, congratulations. This is the best haircut I've seen all morning. How much are you paying for that haircut? Nine pounds. I don't believe you. I do. (laughs) Nine quid? Nine pounds. Describe it to our listeners. Just very current. (laughs) Simple as that. There you go. He's out there. Very current. Yeah. Oh, I'm really laughing too much today. I think it might might be through a lack of food. I don't think it's because the content is particularly amusing. Mm. Hey, Dealey, stay stay on the line because you're going to want to listen to this next call, I think. Mick's in Watford. Morning, Mick. Hello, mate. Um, Go on, tell us your story because this is incredible. I can see on my screen, this is incredible. Uh, well, but quite a few people have it done. About 15 years ago, I had to have the top of my head cut off. Flipping eh? I didn't know that bit. When you say the top cut off... Well, if you can imagine the top of the head is like an egg. Yeah. They removed a, <laughs> uh, a quarter of the egg above the eye to go into the brain to fix an aneurysm. Right, hang on a second. There's so much in this. When you say they did it like an egg, they didn't bash the top bit, did they, and then cut it off with a knife? They do actually have to cut, have to bash it about to oh. get it off, apparently. And how high... Uh, enjoy your breakfast, guys. <laughs> how high above the... I mean, is it just above the eyebrow they cut? Well, they, if you can imagine a, 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 a large piece from the front, it was the left-hand side on my head. Yeah. They have to pay that out. Now, once they fixed it, they threw it back on. But the problem I had was uh, with the pressure that goes in the spinal cord and the head, my brain started leaking through my nose. Hang on a minute. What was leaking through your nose? Brain fluid. Oh, my... Can I ask the obvious question? Go on. Why? Why was this happening in the first place? What happened? Uh, well, I had a brain hemorrhage to start with. That's what the start of it was. And I went to the world pool and that obviously fixed it. But when they put the piece of skull back on, yeah. it's obviously it's not a perfect fit. No, they lost, they lost a bit. And Mick, yeah. Mick did, what, I've got, what does brain juice taste like? It's, it's just very watery. And I've tasted loads of it because it was literally, I had to lay down there. And as soon as I lifted my head, the brain juice would flow out of my nose. <sighs> Is everything... Are you well and good now, Mick? Is everything all right? Yeah, it's OK. And I tell you, you're talking about number punches. When I was up there, I, I lost count of the amount of those I had. But the way they fixed it, and I didn't want them to do it, but they came in a little bit like the, um, the Secret Service at night and come up to the bed and said, you have got to have this procedure. And I went, have I got any choice? He went, no. And they just done it like bang. But what they do is they then set a great big drain in your back yeah. and they come and release the pressure in the back by just letting the fluid all out. Well, I can tell you another quick one. I had to have another operation after that. We've got 20 uh, seconds. Go on. A guy was pushing me in the bed to the operating theatre, and he had his headphones on and everything. Well, really interested in me. He crushed the bed, and the brain fluid bag burst open. <laughs> <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Getting reports in of one lane being closed on the M1 heading southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 11 Dunstable Road. Issues were broken down a lorry there. So far, take a look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise. It's queuing between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. Also in Watford, looking very heavy at the, at the moment on the A41 Northwestern Avenue, just at the Dome roundabout. And also in Boreham Wood, it's queuing on the Barnet Bypass between Stelling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. There's no problems on the trains, but disruption to flights to and from Italy at Luton Airport due to some industrial action taking place. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. His brain juice bag split open, George. Uh, 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 Nicola, his brain juice bag split open. Uh, yeah, I know. His brain juice bag split open. That's the quote of the week. Gosh. Hope you're enjoying your breakfast, guys, of brain juice. 8.47. Someone will complain. Someone will complain. 8.47. It's Friday, the 24th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a former soldier from Stevenage who died after his benefits were cut have welcomed a decision by MPs to review welfare sanctions. A 25-year-old woman who was arrested in Bedfordshire on Wednesday morning on suspicion of terror offences linked to Syria has been released on bail. And Britain has been ordered to pay an extra £1.7 billion towards the European Union budget because its economy has performed better than expected in recent years. More of your horrible, horrible calls after we get the weather from Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a fairly mild day, but quite wet and cloudy. We've got uh, mainly light rain and drizzle, but probably some heavier bursts this afternoon, perhaps even some thunder and light southwesterly winds. Temperatures reaching 16 degrees Celsius. We do see the back of that rain tonight, though, and then we've got some uh, clear intervals. Quite a lot of the night, actually, is going to be fairly clear, so quite chilly, too, with some mist and fog developing in certain places with lows of 7 degrees. So a cool start to tomorrow. We may see that mist for a while, but once it does clear, we've got a largely dry day with plenty of sunny spells, feeling altogether more pleasant with lighter winds and highs of 14 degrees. Now, Sunday's looking fairly bright, uh, quite breezy in some spots, but uh, looking mostly dry. Monday, patchy drizzle should be with us, but we've got high pressure building next week, so although we'll have some chilly nights, we've got some fairly mild days with some warm, wet air coming up from the Atlantic. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show. Weekdays from 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I think this is uh, the, the, the most remarkable phone-in show we've ever had, Catherine. We're getting some incredible stories from stuff that I thought was just a punt and we would get nothing about. We've had some amazing stories. I think they're finally getting you. Yes, I think they're, I think they're finally getting you. <laughs> a lot of this nonsense comes from you, my dear. What have you got on the Texas? Suzanne tells a lovely story. Uh, when I was at senior school in the 60s, a friend, Dennis Ogden, I'm going to give his full name. Oggy! Oggy, Oggy, Oggy! Was playing knights with his mate. <laughs> he had a metal dustbin lid as a shield... And his mate had a witch's broom as a lance. Of course he did. A witch's broom? 
Well, yeah, that's... like an old-fashioned broom. Oh, okay. Just call it a broom. Uh, all right, yeah, because that, that's even more fantastical. <laughs> the broom went sliding up the slidey lid into his face and took his eye out. He had a glass eye after that, and it looked great. Speaking of eyes, Ben's in Wickham. Morning, Ben. Good morning, sir. What, what you got for us? My father had a glass eye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Who's next? No, how did he, how did he get his glass eye? He lost his uh, right eye and hearing in his left ear at an accident in engineering when he was 18 years oh, of age. Oh, blimey. Blimey. So, and, did, I mean, is there fun to... And I don't, no disrespect to your, your father. Is there fun to be had with a glass eye in a family? Well, you know, he, he used to say to people when he, when he went to work on the bus, if the conductor said there's no room on top, he'd chuck it up and have a look to make certain. Hey! But on the other hand, <laughs> he had he had them <laughs> he had them matched um, right up to the fiftieth wedding anniversary for the photographs. He had a new glass eye made to match his other eye. Oh, fa- I, if I had a glass eye, I would be popping it out every five minutes and scaring yeah. children. Did he do that with you? Oh, yeah. Trevor, he used, to, he used to leave them on the dressing table. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever hide it? No, more than I dared. Yeah, ben, thank stra- you. I had a big strap on the bottom of the bed. What was, uh, what was Dad's name? Bill. Bill, uh, well done, Bill. Well done, Ben. Bill and Ben, hang on a second. Someone <laughs> wasn't thinking, or maybe they were. <laughs> That's fantastic. There's, uh, honestly, if I had a glass... Of, Brian Wilson's dad, the Beach Boys' dad, partly why he's so messed up, would uh, if the boys had been naughty, he would take the eye out, open the socket and get them to stare into the pit. Oh. The black pit. What? What is... What's behind the eye? Do you see the brain? No. What? Why? There's a sort of pink cushion, isn't there? <laughs> there is! <laughs> How do you know? Because I've seen biology books. I don't think it's called the pink cushion. I think it's called something more technical. We're now removing the uh, pink cushion. Behind that, it's the uh, jelly brain. <laughs> Ken's in Sandy. Morning, Ken. Good morning to you. What have you got for us, boss? Well, now, I am absolutely desperate oh, for well, a driver oh. to take me to came to uh, March in Cambridgeshire on Sunday. Why was that to do then? my skydive because the person that was going to do it phoned me late yesterday um, to say, he couldn't do it because he wasn't well. Oh. So the thing is this, is that what I'm prepared to do, I'm looking for a driver, yeah. obviously, who would live in this area yeah. where I live. You're in Sandy. And I will pay their petrol. And when we get there at 8 o'clock, yeah, you have to be oh. there at 8, so That's you're not early, hanging around. Yeah. And I will even treat them to breakfast because you have breakfast before you do your skydive. Hang on a minute. Why would you have breakfast before a skydive? That sounds a ridiculous idea. Well... Now they'll be coming back up again. Well, put it like this, is breakfast available. <laughs> right? I'd hang on, Ken. I would hang on. Is, and the thing is this, is that I will pay the petrol. All they've got to do is ring me on the, on my landline and I will ring them back okay, any well they... time today. But it really is desperate. Okay, so, 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 just, so you're in Sandy. Where are you going to? I'm going to a place called Marching Cambridgeshire. Right. And, 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 the, and It's the North London Skydiving Centre. And it's Sunday morning... Sunday morning. What are you doing the skydive for, Ken? Just for giggles? I'm doing it for the Cabell Nurses Trust and Saffa. OK, OK. And they're, they're, all, they're both connected with the First World War. OK, well, Catherine, uh, Catherine you're, you're whispering something in my ear. Sam's on fader three. Hello, Sam, you're right. Hello, Ken, I'll take you. Hello, Sam, have you fallen down a tiny hole? What's going on? Hello? No, hello, Ken, I'll take you. Sam's going to take Ken. Right, OK. 
You could say thanks, Ken. All the best to you. No, sorry. No, hang on. No, we're just starting it. All Sam, right. <laughs> Sam. All right, sorry. No, stay there, Ken. Sam, where, uh, Sam, first of all, a few questions. Where, how old are you? I am 77. No, I'm asking Sam now. <laughs> I'm not 77 and I'm not skydiving. Okay. Uh, and Sam, can you drive? Uh, yes. And have you at any point murdered any old men, um, cut any old men's parachute cords, or ever done anything bad to old men? No, JBS knows me. Oh, God, that, that's not necessarily a good vouch. Listen, stay on the line. I'll, I'm going to put you both uh, through to, to, to Catherine or Kelly and we'll sort that. Sam, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Sam's going to drive uh, Ken to go and do a skydive. Oh, fa- well, listen, we have to make sure we speak to them both on um, on Monday morning, please, Catherine. Let's, uh, let, well, I'm sure we'll definitely speak to Sam. Fingers crossed we'll speak to Ken as well. Hey, that was good, wasn't it? Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. Uh, morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. What have you got for us, boss? Uh, two things. I know what's behind the eye socket. Apparently it's a pink cushion. Well, in this day and age, it could be a USB socket, couldn't it, really? Hey, for like a... D- downloading <laughs> all the information, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, i got to tell you about the, the, a painful thing. It's not me, it's my mate from yeah. years ago. Mm. I asked him why he was walking like John Wayne. Yeah. He said, I was l- walking up a bank, a steep bank, with my hands in my pockets. Yeah, as you do. And I slipped forward. Oh, yeah. And as I slipped down the bank, I caught my... on a spike. Is what? Is, is you know... Is Winkle or is Plums? Is Plums. Hey, on a spike? On a spike that was hidden in the grass. A metal spike. Oh, booby trap. So it wasn't boobies. It was a ball trap. Um, gosh, blimey. And, and um, bearing in mind we have young ears listening, although they're probably at school now, what, what damage was done? Well, he just severed... You know, severed it severed them. He severed his plums. I'm not sure they lost any. <laughs> oh, Glenn, thank you so much. You know who that was, don't you? That was Glenn in Later Buzzard. Glenn. His mate severed his plums. Sam- oh, gosh. He severed that's gonna, his plums. That's going to smart, isn't it? I have said some horrific things today. The brain juice bag split open and Glenn's mate severed his plums. Great names for albums, by the way, guys. Or, or uh, films on Netflix. Who are you saying that to? Sorry? Who are you saying that to? Anyone that wants... Anyone in a band as yet unnamed. So, look, so Ken and Sandy, and we put him through some... Sam, you know who Sam was? No, I don't know who Sam was. Traffic Cops? Sam Sparks? Oh, really? Yeah. So she's a cop? So she can drive a bit, yeah. Well, that, well that's nice, isn't and it? And she hasn't murdered anyone. <laughs> I, I, listen, it was my responsibility as a public broadcaster to, to ask those questions. That's kind of my equivalent of uh, doing one of those uh, CRB checks. We know those two things are, are good. We don't know anything really about her uh, scissors and uh, parachute activities. And we don't know if, if you know, what, what Ken has been up to in the past. You know, he may have... He, anyway, anyway, uh, let's speak to them on Monday and find out... Uh, uh, well, How they got on. Let's definitely speak to Sam and hopefully we'll speak to Ken as well. And find out whether they had the breakfast before or after. Yeah, and who knows? We could, this could be the start of a wonderful romance. A fine romance starring Judy Dench and not starring the old fella because he was in um, the other one that happened. Oh, gosh, what's the name of that Palmer. Program? Jeffrey Palmer. He's feeling unwell. Um, um, oh. Till death us do part. No. No. Way uh, to December. No, that was uh, Rogers. French Fields. No, that was Rogers. Um, oh, we know that. Time goes by. Boom shakalaka. Listen, we've got 40 seconds. Have we got any texts or anything we need to uh, Yeah, let's have a look. Let's see if there's any we can actually By the way, thank you so much for your input today, dear listener. A wonderful show. 
I've done nothing this week. Just, you've just made me laugh. Uh, Angela in Houghton Regis. When I was younger, I'd sit back down by kneeling on my left knee and sitting with a leg curled under me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I can do that. Did it in class once when I was about six, straight on a drawing pin that went right in my knee. The teacher calmly got a pair of scissors and levered it out. Yay! Levered it out. I sat down in the same way at a later stage in someone's car, straight on their darts. Again, the knee. <laughs> straight on their, their tranquilizer darts. Are you feeling woozy? <laughs> uh, listen, that's probably all we've got time for. Kelly, excellent stuff. Thanks. Catherine, thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, Justin, brilliant stuff wherever you are, buddy. Uh, there'll be a new podcast up today. I guarantee you it's, it's one of the best ones we've ever done, I think. It, there is some cracking stuff in it. So uh, if, if you're unsure, definitely get this one. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound reports of one lane being closed. There's a broken down lorry between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 11 for Dunstall Road. The M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing at the moment between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. The A41 in Watford's looking very heavy on the sensors, heading southbound just at the Dome roundabouts, and it is queuing on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. At Luton Airport, disruption to flights to and from Italy due to industrial action. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Hope you don't struggle with the uh, hours less sleep you're going to get this weekend. Don't forget, Saturday night, put your clocks forward. Podcast will be up, well, probably lunchtime today, hopefully. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, from us, six o'clock, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Are we a new... Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Friday, nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, is it time we stop changing the clocks in this country? It's the Times front page.